On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, the guys may finally not drone on for three hours because the Star Wars news scene has been rather dull this past week. But fear not, there's plenty for them to ramble on, including the fan vote for the next Black Series Archive release, as well as a sexy new mall statue to check out. They'll also riff on yet another Mandalorian Season 2 casting rumor, as well as two new castings for the Cassian Andor series. They may even pay tribute to Revenge of the Sith, which turns 15 this year. Nick has a new question of the week to go over too, as they also talk about the Tournament of Force User Death, all before wrapping the show with the Top 5 Plus 1 Star Wars Fan Artist Features of the Week. Cue the music. Welcome back to a brand new and live version of the Star Wars Time Show. Looks like we already got some of the assholes in the chat. We got Devin, we got Liam, we got SWTBS Wildwing. Welcome, friends, to another edition of this live train wreck. We're here and we're ready to talk Star Wars. But as you might have heard from the sexy announcer there or whenever you joined in, there's not a ton of news to talk about, so we've got some interesting things to dive into. We may celebrate Revenge of the Sith a little bit, because today, right now, May the 19th marks the 15th year anniversary of The Rots. So Nick and I will kind of talk about maybe what we are doing that day. Do we remember our first screening, and do we still have some grievances or some love for the film so hey 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 tones what up welcome to episode 111 of the star wars time show all right man it looks like the live stream is up and running we're getting some warnings but that's how we yeah, roll we always work here at warnings, the so. of course yes nothing is ever <laughs> perfect here it looks like our bit rate is a little funky but who cares all right dude so let's just go ahead and get into our topic we'll do all the fan stuff later on the show nick's got another question for you he's going to give you an update on the battle of the force user death pyramid that he set up <laughs> uh many of you are angry at him hey uh calling him names Look. but you know nick you try to explain yeah. it typically in sports the best usually goes against the weakest yeah. in the first round exactly so. so like if you if you watch march madness or if you watch any sort of bracket based sports event your first round is always you're gonna have one versus 16 you're gonna have two versus 15 so like yes i get it that it sucks that you know people you know that you like <laughs> are, are losing to these more powerful you know force users or these these bad matchups but that's how it works man and you know i i went through and i did the seating myself and I have to say that I, I abide by the seating that I put out there. You know, the five versus 12 matchup for all of you who are like, oh, well, the, the, the strongest one's just going to win. I'm going to give you a spoiler right now. Darth Bane was the five seed. Maul was the 12 seed. And Darth Bane lost pretty hard. So it's, 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 not, it's not always going to pan out to where the higher seed is going to be the victorious one. It's up to you people. It's up to the people in a chat box. It's up to the people on Instagram to vote on who they want to win. So. Vote, vote, vote. 
So yeah, I vote mean, with a lot of stuff. Don't just vote on our stupid polls. There's a lot of voting you should be doing this November true, too. True. True. So uh, don't, don't. But l- we vote for we, we we give you cool things to vote for, <laughs> not shitty stuff like politics. But hey, everything has politics. Even Star Wars has yeah. politics. But we're not here to talk about politics today. We're here to talk about another form of voting, right, Nick? Right. Uh, you put this out uh, what a little late last week here. And that is the Hasbro Pulse Fan Vote 2020. It's down to the final 10. You know, we're not big enough to kind of host the the pre-votes to get to the final 10, right, That's Nick? Our, our penises are still kind of tiny in the Star Wars fan site community, but we're getting there. Uh, I actually did get asked by Star Wars Black Series, the big account, to uh, take some pictures for him. He was he was trying to do something with Hondo. I think he wanted Hondo to get on this list, but I felt honored that to get nice. asked by yeah. the, the largest Black Series feature account on IG, but uh, more on that later. I got some great IG stuff for you this week, my friends, uh, courtesy of the One Six Pack. Thank you, you drunks. <laughs> we love you guys. Seriously, you've already, you, you've rocketed yourselves up to our favorite non-Star Wars podcast of all time. But anyways, my friend, Hasbro is asking for us to vote on its final 10 characters that is going to re-release one of them in its archive line in uh, 2021 or something like that, right? Yeah. And amongst the 10, you know, all these have been released before. Uh, it's not like any of these are going to be new characters. Typically, what, what Hasbro has been doing with this archive collection is taking some of the older Black Series figures, the ones that were released before the photoreal technology, and actually giving them faces that look like the people they're supposed to represent. Because I can tell you right now, uh, Jin Erso, Obi-Wan Kenobi from Rots, I mean, they look like they're, they're special versions of themselves. <laughs> I mean, we're talking derpy as fuck. Uh, you know, Derpy Wan Kenobi, they, they don't look good. So what Hasbro saying is like, all right, we understand these look pretty bad. We have this new photo reel paint technology. Which one of these old ones do you want to, from the archives, do you want us to break out, you know, give it some 2020, 2021 polish so you can have a figure that does not look like it had way too much to drink one night. Yeah. So um, I've been out there voting. You have to be a member of Hasbro Pulse to vote. You get to vote every 24 hours. Um, what's it last through? Like the, the 29th. The 20th or May 29th. The 29th. Yeah. So you still have like 10 days at the time of this recording, this live stream to vote. So get on there and cast your votes. And, and Matt, I believe you have a, a particular one that you have favorited that you want to win this vote. Oh yeah. And, and, and it's, it's funny. Like I never knew the, the name for this figure and it, it makes the figure even better, but I was, it's, I'm talking about slave Leia. I mean, that's what we've always called her slave Leia, but what she is called, at least in the vote is the hut slayer, yes, hut slayer, princess <laughs> Leia Organa. I mean, I like that name. It is uh, good. Hut, yeah. Right. Like the hut slayer. So Yes, I've thrown a few votes towards sexy Princess Leia because I am a creep. <laughs> uh, let's be real. I was three when Revenge, uh, Return of the Jedi came out, and I've basically been popping wood over that costume ever since then, <laughs> right? I mean, there, there's not a male Star Wars fan out there, unless they're gay, which is completely fine, that probably doesn't have a, a kind of... Uh, whack bank memory of Princess Leia in her. I mean, bikini, it is right? a pretty standard thing for all of the, you know, the heterosexual male Star Wars <laughs> fans. And I mean, 
That's, you know, I, I first saw Rots when I was, I mean, not Rots, Return of the Jedi when I was 10, I believe, because that's when I saw all three of the original trilogy. So, uh, oh, yeah, you, you were probably actively masturbating yeah, at that very, point very in time, close too, to it, if not. So it was it's definitely a, a memory to keep in the, you know, in the back of the mind there. So the other figures that are up here, the rest of the 10, you have Qui-Gon Jinn, TPM. Obviously, there's no other Qui-Gon Jinn. Uh, he needs it too, because I mean, he again, he was only released recently, but his face is still oh, jacked. Yeah, jacked up. And then you have five oh first clone trooper from Rots. Jin. See those? Uh, I'll be honest, Nick. Cody and the troopers. It's like, how much can you honestly improve that's, upon them unless you give them different? Yeah, paint that's jobs? what I was going to say. It's like anything. Django the same way. I mean, even Bausch Leia. Yeah. I mean, they could improve the face underneath the mask. There's no doubt about that. But uh, Greedo's another one. It's like, how much can you do? Yeah. Jin Urso seems to be the one, at least on our post, that got the most, you know, support. Uh, because J the Jin's figure, again, just it looks like vomit. I mean, it looks like Jin went to Tatooine, went to the bar, and just sat there and drank all day <laughs> and then stumbled out and took a picture. So... Uh, even Django, it's another one. Outside of his bare Tamara Morrison face, how much can you really improve? So uh, if you do belong to Hasbro Pulse, again, you can vote on these one vote every 24 hours. You can pick a bunch of different ones. Um, so uh, I guess they can't say slave anymore because of PC stuff. It is what it is. Uh, she'll always be slave Leia to me, but I do like the new Hut Slayer Title, moniker. Yeah, I think that I, know, right? I think that's pretty because she gets the kill on on Java. I mean, look. Oh yeah, I know. mean, like man, she she chokes his ass to death, yeah. like straight up assassin style. So she is the Hut Slayer. But uh, we got to oh, Greggy boys in here, go. and today is Greg's, I believe, his fortieth birthday. Happy. So he's up probably yeah. about three a.m., four a.m. down there in the land down under time. To join us for his birthday. So happy, happy birthday, birthday, buddy. Greg, we love yes. you. Don't burn your house down. Don't burn your new mask. And please don't burn your yeah, little kid. Uh, Greg right? was showing off his uh, his Boba Fett helmet to me on, on Facebook. And it does. It looks nice. It looks nice. When I Did he keep his pants on for this one? I think one? he did. I think there were pants okay, in, this, good. in this shot. So. <laughs> you'll, you'll never beat the Greg share where he literally sent us <laughs> shots of naked girls wearing Star Wars helmets. Yeah, I mean, that was... Uh, and they, they, were, they were fine looking Star Wars fans. There's no doubt about <laughs> it. Uh, but, but I'm with you, Greg, and anyone else. I, I don't know why. I mean, they, they should release four of these because every we've had, I think, two versions of the archive releases at this point in time. And every year they do four figures per the archive. Uh, the, the most recent one would have been uh, Anakin from Revenge of the Sith. He looked horrible. He still doesn't look great. But, you know, maybe some of these will leak into the 2021 archive collection. But... Just knowing how our our little fans have voted, I have a feeling Jin could be the winner. Jin could be up there, yeah. I mean, she is one of the newer characters. She is probably the most loved of the new characters. Let's be real. It seems like out of all of the the new Star Wars stuff, Rogue One is the is the most appreciated. Oh, yeah, hands down. So hands down. It makes sense. Um, I I would honestly expect you know. There's a lot of Kenobi figures out there in other lines, so I wouldn't expect Rot's Kenobi to get too much love just because there's a lot of other options for him. Maybe Qui-Gon. I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen... You don't see a lot of Qui-Gon Jinn out there in terms of at least what I see 
uh, on our you know shares feeds. And well, stuff I, like I, that. I would say the most the most recent gin is about two to three years old at this point, and, and he looks goofy. I mean, it's just a figure now. I mean, they released TPM Obi Wan I think last year. Looks great. But if you pair him with the Qui-Gon, you're like, okay, what the hell happened to Qui-Gon's face? You know, did he get a fight with a Jawa or something or yeah. what? Uh, why does Obi-Wan look sober and Qui-Gon looks, again, like he had a crazy bender on some blue milk? Um, you never know. But, hey, we're getting there. You can vote. I have a feeling the the pervs like myself may <laughs> reign supreme with, with the Hut Slayer. Yeah. You never know. That's why you got to vote. So get out there and vote on your... Hasbro Pulse fan vote 2020. Uh, of course, we would not provide the link. For, oh, no, it we have the link there. for you to you vote. You can follow so. the link at the bottom of the post. So there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, Nick, I was kind of proud of Nick this week. He dug up a new toy post all by himself. Yeah. Again, he is not the collector yeah. here. So he's just kind of getting in. We've all kind of started to infect him with the collecting bug because he's the one that came across this new Mythos Mall from Sideshow. I guess they're still calling them Darth they Mall. They are, yep. Uh, and it is their Mythos line, but it, unfortunately, it is not a figure. It does look like a statue, but a very, very menacing and, dare I say, uh, pretty statue. Because I love this guy now, right? Mm-hmm. We, we've we've already decided that Matt has moved Maul to his second favorite Star Wars character of all oh, time yeah. list. And this statue definitely honors some of those reasons why I put him oh, up. Oh yeah, there. I mean you get to you get to see Maul at his most fierce, and and you know Sideshow even went the extra mile, gave you an extra head sculpt that looks even more crazy with the long Zabraki horns on his head, like the the look. Oh on yeah, his, look at the that. Look on his face is, is crazy, and he's even whipping his his robot legs that he picked up in in Clone Wars. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, this thing looks, I mean, you would expect out of the mythos lines from Sideshow for it to look incredible. And the, the shots that came from this reveal do look that, um, like Matt said, yeah, it's, looks it's great. only a statue. So you're not going to be able to pose it too much. It, it just comes on the stand where it looks like he's jumping off of a, of a, of another statue of Pal- Palpatine's head and crushing it um at the bottom with the bottom oh gun. yeah yeah look at that i got I, I got that pulled up now on the stream i'll tell you what dude D- do you remember how big this was rated in inches i mean is this like a huge piece is I, this something you could sit on a desk or is this something that has to go on a floor because my biggest collectible to date is the hulk maquette from the first avengers yeah. it's 650 bucks and it's you know, I'm short, but it probably comes up over my knees. I mean, it is massive. It doesn't say on there if you even if you go to the like the it's not open for pre-orders yet. It's you can sign up for the RSVP list to to get you know right. notified when it comes up, but it doesn't have a size listed on it. So it just says you know here's the Mythos Mall statue available for pre-orders soon. There's no specs on it though on the Sideshow website. Huh. So um, I don't typically go for statues these days but honestly the way i pose is very statuesque so i might as well just get shit that's already formed in awesome poses yeah. and kind of kind of take that that uh that that piece out of my toy photography struggle just remove it off the yeah, board yeah then you can right? just you can just worry <laughs> about the good angles you just get the angles yeah it. exactly <laughs> just just lighting and angles i don't have to worry about posing their stupid ass arms and legs anymore yeah. but 
No, he he looks great. And I, if I wasn't into the toy stuff and just space, that, that is the one problem with statue collecting. Mm-hmm. Is because they are pre-posed and they don't move, they are straight up, that's how much space they're going to take up. Uh, you know, it's not like I could get my hot toys and, and fold their arms closer to their sides and stack a few within one of my glass cases. These, these ones require room, yeah. dusting, all that fun stuff, but a, a damn fine piece and one that I hope maybe you uh, start wasting your money on. So I'm not the, so I'm not the only one on this show just b- blowing thousands of dollars on we'll Star Wars We'll see how much it costs year. because, man, I mean, it does. It <laughs> looks fucking great, but I expect this thing to cost a pretty penny, especially if it is a, a larger size statue. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, if this thing is at least a foot and a half to two feet, I, I bet it's three to four hundred easy. I don't know. I don't know if I can yeah. if I can drop that kind of money on a statue. I do. Yet. Man, that that base where he is kind of force leaping and breaking a Palpatine statue is that's the tits right there. I mean, that is just a great touch by the artist. Yeah, yeah. So. It's, it's a well, well thought out, well done sculpt like you know just the the whole statue overall the second head sculpt is nuts with those with those horns and that face i mean it's just it's great and you know even little details like him whipping the modified dual saber that he had in clone wars the legs the you know everything about this is just really thought out well done yeah it looks great it looks great so i'll let you buy that one (laughs) because i've got about two thousand dollars in baby yoda merch still to come through the doors here so uh, I'll leave the statue to you, but looks great. We've got a link to the RSVP. He's one of those that he may be up, he may not. Yeah, you never know. It's not like we're going to tell you. <laughs> All right, so that's really it in terms of the new toys, collectibles, video game, this, that, and the other thing type of segment we like to lead with. So we're going to move on into this week's rumored castings. And no, we're not on the Mando castings yet, even though it seems every week someone new is joining the cast of Mandalorian Season 2. At this point, I don't even know if we need Din Djarin himself, yeah, no. right? I mean, it's just like <laughs> everyone else is going to be in the fucking movie or, or, the, or the TV show, so why include the titular character? Uh, before we get to Mando, Nick, we, we've... This may be a no-shit Sherlock. This is one of those where it comes from, I think, Bespin Bulletin. You know, they, they've had a, some acclaim on IG. Yeah. Uh, I think they mostly just use repurpose MSW stuff. Uh, but now that MSW has been banned from Reddit for being a pedophile creep, creep yeah. or whatever, yeah, um, <laughs> it looks like Bespin Bulletin has kind of filled that that black hole over there. But they're kind of throwing out some things here. And this is again, it's like, why don't you and I just start doing this? And maybe we could be the next Nick and Matt outlaw, uh, two assholes that like somehow get credit for just throwing yeah, out for, shit for just and hoping it sticks. <laughs> right. But, but they're saying here that on, on good word here. And I, I, I preface this, my friends, those of you that are watching with a grain of salt. Again, if it's not coming from Lucasfilm, I don't care if it's coming from us. No, if it comes from us, it's true. then it's legit. It's legit. <laughs> Anywhere else, you always got to be a little suspicious. But Bespin Bulletin's claiming here that Jimmy Smith and Alistair Petrie, Petrie, however you want to say it, uh, who played Bale and General Draven, respectively, in Rogue One, will be joining the casting Andor series on Disney Plus, reprising their roles. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, that makes complete sense. I know we've heard some things where we may get flashbacks or get a young Cassian to kind of show 
Uh, and I just rewatch Rogue One. He does talk about how he essentially has been on his own ever since he was a yeah. kid, rebelling, this, that, and the other thing. So it sounds like they're going to give us some of that. But uh, to me, Nick, it would make sense that a character like Bale or even more so General Draven, who was working with Cassian in the Rebellion, would show up in Andor. Yeah, I mean, Bale is a very obvious one just because, I mean, he's been through you know the the uh prequel trilogy we even see him for a bit in the original trilogy obviously it's not jimmy smith's playing him um and then we see him in rogue one again like he makes that cameo in rogue one so we know he's around during the timeline we know that he plays an integral part of the rebellion uh in the formation of the rebellion in general so um him being there is a no-brainer um jimmy smith's isn't i'm not like he's a great actor but he isn't um you know, actively doing too much. I know that he was in Law and Order at some point, um, but I don't, he just—I I mean, it was before. I don't know if it was right before the lockdown, but he did drop another kind of law lawish show with with a female actress. Yeah. So who knows? Uh, NYPD Blue was the one that he was big in, but yeah, like he's—he's he's, you know how to get away with murder. He's in that show, and then Bluff City Law. Um, He's in that one too. I mean, he so. was in he was in Sons of Anarchy. I yeah, I love Jimmy, Jimmy Smith. I mean, all, I'm all about it. So I mean, like he he. I mean, honestly, he was one of the better actors in the prequels. Yeah, if you think yeah. about it, I mean, the few scenes he got, I mean, he he brought that very uh, kingly, if you will, uh, kind of yeah, mantra yeah, to the role of of Bail Organa. Yeah, so. I mean, like even at the end when he kind of lands on the at the Jedi Temple and he sees the purge going on, sees the the youngling, sees George Lucas's yeah, get kid jo- get cut down. I was gonna say, <laughs> get you got to get George's kid Jet in there and get his his straight up cameo as literally, I think Jet the Jedi yeah, or something crazy like that. They just kept his name. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that 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 is another. Just it's you look at that scene, you just go, okay. yeah. Um, but right. yeah, it makes sense. That, that kid was fighting a green screen for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think the general role probably makes. I'm almost gonna say that that uh, that's like a slam dunk casting yeah. because Mon Mothma's in it. This guy was clearly uh, one of the top generals in the rebellion during Rogue One. So you would think that if if we're gonna see Cassian's time with the rebellion earlier than what we got with Rogue One, these two would probably be crossing paths. Or he, I mean, he was the one giving Cassian missions, yeah. right? He was the one telling Cassian kind of on the down low, hey, take out Galen if you yeah, can. Yeah, exactly. He put the, the, he put this, the bounty, that, and the other thing. So the bounty put the hit out on on Galen's head when they were going to, uh, you know, check out that that Imperial installation. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, these castings make complete and total sense. Um, you know, this is from a source that Bestman Bulletin has, so no word from either Lucasfilm or Disney yet on this. No word from Deborah Chow, who is the... Actually, no, she's not the showrunner. This is um, Tony Gilroy, our, yeah, our, buddy, our buddy Gilroy. Star, the king of Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, so so no word from him either yet on this casting, but um, it does. <laughs> it, it, it's a it's a no-brainer kind of casting for these two characters in this series, so... Um, yeah, they went the 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 peanut gallery. They want to see Dantooine and Cassian. Like they they want to go to the Dantooine yeah, base. So, yeah, I mean it, that that would kind of fit in because Leia does mention that that was an older oh, yeah. base. And we did. I don't know. Like the, I know there's probably not many Resistance fans in here, but in the last season of Resistance, we got a great Easter egg of the the Dantooine 
uh, uh, bass, this, that, and the other yeah, thing. So, yeah. uh, no, I, I agree with you there, Tones. I, I would like to see that. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about this more and more, and I, I really think I, I do want to see Bale Organa in it. I want to see him doing more rebellion stuff as a senator yeah. still, because at this timeline, he's still a senator and still actively a figurehead within the rebellion. I mean, he's one of the original, what do they call him? The original six, original yeah, four. The, the, the original. It was a cut scene yeah. from rots, which is weird. Cause it's one of the better scenes from revenge of yeah. Sith, where it's Padme, Bale, Mon, and a few other systems essentially sitting down and saying, Hey, shit's getting fucked up with this guy. We need to commit to each other that we're going to, we're going to try to rebel. Yep. I mean, without saying it, but, the, but essentially they formed the rebellion during Revenge of the Sith. Yep. So I, I would like to see more of that type of Organa in in Cassian. So I'm down with both of these. Are they going to happen? Who knows? I think the general is way more likely just because it makes narrative sense for the series. But there's no reason that they couldn't get Bale in there. Yeah, either. yeah, 100 percent. So uh, keep an eye out. We'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye out as well for any official word from the powers that be for the, the Cassian Andor series. But um, it does make sense. It is probably going to come to be true that this will happen. Um, but until we get official word, keep it as a rumor in your books about this, uh, these two castings of General Draven and Bail Organa. So, um, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Before we move on, I, I forgot. I, I want to do a little show and tell. And if you are listening to the audio only version, I'm sorry. I'll make this quick, or you can just fire it up on YouTube when you're ready. But I just got another shipment of new Baby Yoda merch last night. Uh, I plan to do some very basic pictures and share either on at Haywood Pop or at Star Wars Time Show after the show here because Nick, these days. I get way more <laughs> likes on smartphone pics than actual DSLR edited pics. So hey. <laughs> If that's what you want, IG, let's do it. Right? I'm, I'm going to just start. <laughs> I got the 11 Pro Max. Here we go. Just going to start doing it. But all right. First up, real quick here. This is the six inch Black Series Baby Yoda. Uh, not too bad. Very limited articulation and arms. Again, there's no way you're getting a, a soup cup hold. Uh, but it's, it's pretty nice for a, a six inch all plastic figure. Obviously, with the black and white, you're not going to tell. So who gives a shit? Not sure picture-wise how good this one's going to be just because of the scale, uh, but we'll see. I'll try it out. Might do a little, do a little uh, shoe polish wash on them to dirty them up. Next up, this is the Hasbro Talking Plush. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear I that. I can hear that for sure. Okay, I mean, I literally think it's just a little baby cooing. Like, they didn't use any of the sounds from... <laughs> Uh, the child no, I don't from think the show. That, that doesn't necessarily sound like Baby Yoda. I mean, he doesn't make a lot of sounds. It's very limited in terms of the sound. You know what, Nick? I We just did a rewatch. We finished it last night. If you just focus on the baby, that fucker makes a lot more noises than we thought the first time through. The only time that I can like, really remember him making noise is like, obviously, he's making noise during the run through with IG-11 on the speeder. He's making He makes some noises when he's in the bag. In episode eight as well. I, I, like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, just just uh, pay attention to the little guy. Even when he might not even be the focus of a scene, he's probably reacting with some sort of uh, ooh, ooh, like that. It's, it's kind of odd. So this thing here, the, the Hasbro guy, he's, it's little. Like it's much smaller than the other plush and it, it talks. 
and the eyes are painted. They're not that that glossy glass like the other yeah. ones. So uh, my recommendation here, if you got like a really, really little kid, like a baby, and they like squeezing stuff or a dog that likes to chew on shit that makes noises. Perfect dog toy. May, then. <laughs> maybe go with that one. The the six inch black series. I don't know. I mean, it, I think it's just going to be a nice display piece over photography, but I do think he will take a, a nice shot. The only other deal I got, and, and Nick, I'm going to go ahead and tell you to cancel these if you still have them on pre-order, but I got the other two set of the, they're like these Hasbro chibi style yeah, so child figures. some pictures of those and you were like, I'm glad I only yeah. ordered one set. <laughs> well, apparently I ordered two sets because these came in and I don't know, they look cute. I think I'm going to end up giving them to my four-year-old daughter just because. Yeah, it's more, it's more like appropriate I, for the children in the chat. Exactly, you know? exactly. So if you have any kids, maybe that, those are the figures that you go with for them. My cat. Oh, what? Baron, you didn't believe us on MSW being a, a no, creep yeah, bag? Yeah, yeah, well, there, there you go. Legitimate. It's all documented. I, I mean, there's like in, in any Star Wars fandom circle, he's essentially Black been ball. blackballed yeah, he, the last time I looked. So. He's dead to, to most of the Star yeah. Wars crew. I mean, so, he, be, yeah. be careful who you follow out there. You know, I, I'm only slightly creepy. Nick's even less <laughs> creepier than me. Uh, I, I just do weird shit like sit around with my thumb up my button and smell. It, <laughs> yeah, so. we, we're we're not creepy to other people, but apparently he was <laughs> MSW himself was a, was yeah, a wow did some weird shit, some weird yeah. shit on IG. Uh, moral of the story is, my friends, don't use fucking social media if you are a bozo. Yeah. yeah. Also, if you're even All remotely right? in the public eye, like just don't do anything. <laughs> just don't. fucking stay off of it. I, I mean, I'm an asshole for live streaming myself working in a public type of job that I do. I mean, luckily, I haven't said anything too, too <laughs> fucking dumb yet. Um, it's only a matter of time until you your know. students dig up something that you said in the past. And then they're like, oh, I know, him. I know. Get him out of yeah. here. Look at him. He said he sticks his thumb up his ass and <laughs> smells it. That's not appropriate <laughs> of a college professor, but. Oh, what up? Work more or less. Join there the room. What up, Jason? Jason? How's it going, I'm buddy? Sure. We're just talking about sticking thumbs up butts and smelling it. You never know what you're going to get on yeah, the Star no, Wars time show. What an interesting show. time to join. But. Yeah, he he did a live stream, I think, last week on IG with um, Switpix. Okay. And, th- and they're asking for questions. And I was, I said, do you guys like the Star Wars time show? And they were like, I, no, I can't help it, my friends. I, I am I am SWTS all the time at this point. In time. I mean, it is I am 100 percent Star Wars time show. I've given up on Haywood Pop. That, that account is dead. That's going nowhere. I've slowed posting down so much. It's I don't even know. If I can call myself a toy photographer at this point in time, maybe you just you do need uh, just like a break though, because it's been breaking. It's your been nice, dude. Pretty hard. Yeah. Like you're you're. It it's been nice. It's been nice. I um. I mean, there was a clip. I was doing two shots a day. Uh, two shots a day. I mean, I I think I've I've posted something like three or four thousand shots on Haywood yeah, Pop. Yeah. And it just like you know it's slow. It did great at the end of 2019, awesome beginning of 2020, and then I am just in the uh, the IG jail of all jails at this point in time. So I'm I like, think hey, it's fuck like it. It, it, it may be like a time thing. It's like you get four or five months or three four months of, of good <laughs> stuff, then you get five months of right. nothing, and then you get it. Just it kind of comes and goes. Like it can't keep. But you. it's like I said, these days, and you know, th- this comes from my talk with Dagobah Days or Customs. 
I've just thrown up some smartphone pics and new toys, and they're doing like 500 likes. Hey, I mean, if that's what people like, want to hey, see, if that's the content. I know. That they- it's hilarious, but I was justified by by uh, the almighty Tom. Saint Tom is what I'm going to call him now. I have Uatu. And don't worry, I'll be playing that because... What they said about the show and my photography on the one six pack, it, it made my day, gave me some juice to keep doing this dumb shit. Because as we've said in the past, we're, we're not here to, 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 to get rich. We're here to know that other Star Wars assholes think that our Star Wars knowledge and the way we deliver it is entertaining, informative, and something that they're willing to waste their life yeah. on. That's all, it. all we want to know is know. that that we make your day a little bit better. And hey, maybe you learned something too listening to us. <laughs> We're not complete buffoons over here. We actually have some Star hey, Wars w- knowledge. Don't worry. I, I've got the testimony recorded. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I almost feel like we should use the one six packs uh, praising of as, the show as our new bumper yeah. <laughs> and the clothes. Like we just play it twice per episode. Yeah, no, just to give us some legitimacy, you know, uh. like the music sounds cool. <laughs> yes. But if we have no, legitimate just... people out there saying that we're not idiots, then that, that also helps our credibility. Uh, yeah. And, and we all love them. I and mean, we're talking about uh, Trevor, one six shooter. We're talking about Tom, I too. And then TJ capes and rifles. Uh, you get to, I don't think TJ was quite indoctrinated no, to the T- SWTS like those he two. Was just, like looking around. Yeah. He's, like, oh, whatever. He's like, what the fuck are these idiots talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. But okay. There, there's your tease for that. It's coming up. I had to save the segment. We will listen to it as a family. As I'm seeing the comments in here, it's turned into a Matt self-help 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 group. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, they're all like, don't worry. Don't worry, man. Just take a break. You'll come back stronger than ever. I'm surprised there's been no comments about my my little Uh, cat here. She's I don't know if you can see her on the on the feed though, but she's just sitting on the desk. I I saw some tails waggling, but the way I have it cropped, we can't see her. And and I'm glad that, you know, I haven't we haven't talked about this yet, but over the past week. Uh, I, uh, my family had two stray, uh, somewhat older kittens adopt us. Yeah. Yes. They adopted us. They just showed up in our backyard. I'm a sucker for little animals. I, I like animals more than people so much. So that I was like, you know what? I can't consciously let these things sit outside and die. Uh, I can't call them up to get scooped up and killed in a shelter. So my little girl convinced me to let's bring him in the you house. Have two and here we go. Foundlings. You your your clan <laughs> two, yes, has now yes, increased. Yes. Yeah, you, that's right. We are now a clan of five. Yes. There you go. And my mission is to find a space wizard for these two <laughs> asshole cats that showed up. Uh, they were going to be Luke and Leia, but that didn't last. It's Leia and Stripes. Leia and Stripes. So. I, I wanted, like, my, my one buddy, he's like, oh, dude, you should do Mando and Baby Yoda or Ray and Kylo. I was like, yeah, they all sound, fa- sound fantastic. But You have a child. Th- these are my, yeah, these are my kids' cats. <laughs> I'm, I, my, my cat, Pete, died in October. I'm still not over that. I'm never gonna, going to invest emotions into an animal like I did with that guy. So I, I just move it on to the kids. So they're her cats. Uh, hopefully they don't come running through here because they get pretty amped up when they start chasing each other all right man that was a that was a money money star wars time show tangent like that that's that's our bread and butter right there so let's kind of skip on over to our other news story and we actually got some more juice to add to this right before we went live and uh, I think we well, we post this a day or two ago Mm -hmm. because that's how we roll you know we're doing this shit on the on the fucking weekends 
you know what I'm talking about? So uh, we've got more casting news. And again, it's nothing is official, even though all these sites are calling it exclusive and this and that and the other thing. But the the latest actor, at least, we don't know character or do we? Maybe. Question mark. Maybe. Huh? Maybe. Ever hear of a guy named Cobb Vanth? But the latest actor that is now being tagged to joining the Mandalorian season two is none other than Timothy Oliphant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't really know who he was until I saw the picture. I have seen this guy yeah, before. He's been around. Uh, Justified Deadwood, I think his most recent thing is on Netflix, right? Yeah. He Isn't was the on one where, like, they eat uh, people yeah, or the, some uh, shit. Santa Clarita Diet, him and Drew Barrymore. Yeah. He was also right. the bad guy in Live Free or Die Hard, the one where, um, like, he's a hacker and he shuts down the entire ah. U.S. electrical grid or something like that. It's the one with. His, Justin Long and Bruce Willis was in that one, and then Kevin Smith was in it, and this guy was the bad guy, so he's been around. Got you. All right. So, yeah, I I mean, is he joining? Well, considering that we just got a follow-up post today from Slash Film that adds a little bit to this mystery, there's a good chance he's joining, and Nick and I were talking about this before, and I don't know if we disagree or what, but if... Timothy is going to be playing the character that Slash Film is pegging him as. I really like where they're going yeah, here. Casting. It sounds very, very felony, uh, very kind of inside. Uh, and here we go. Yeah. Here it is. Here's the exclusive from Slash Film. They are now saying that Timothy Oliphant will be wearing Boba Fett's armor in The Mandalorian Season 2, but not as Boba Fett. He'll be playing, and this is a character from the book, so it's something I had to go research because we know I'm not reading a fucking book. (laughs) But they are pegging him, and I love this, as playing Cobb Vanth. So real quickly, for those of you that might not be in the know, Cobb Vanth was introduced in Chuck Wendig's books, the Aftermath series. And apparently he's kind of this sheriff type of character, which, as Nick pointed out, Oliphant played a sheriff on Deadwood, right? Yeah, like that was, it was... And justified, he played a sheriff. Like, that was his role. <laughs> like, he played a sheriff and justified. I'm not 100% sure on his Deadwood role, but literally, he was a sheriff. <laughs> okay, but so, they're, they're speculating here. They're going with that Oliphant, wearing Boba Fett's armor, will be playing this character called Cobb Vanth, who was essentially a... A, a freedom fighter, if you will. I mean, as it, as it explained, I mean, with the fall of the Empire, the fall of Jabba, especially on Tatooine, there was a big power, power vacuum. Yeah. So this Cobb Vanth character wearing Boba Fett's armor essentially became the sheriff of this town called Freetown or a settlement called Freetown on Tatooine. And he pretty much just went around in Boba Fett's armor, kicking ass, taking names and generally doing good things it's in the very armor. old West. Like the, the, the whole story around Cobb Vanth and, and everything that was happening in, in Tatooine at the time of the fall of the empire and Jabba's death. Like it was like the old West and it, it fits perfectly within this story because we are kind of dealing in a lawless time the main character is very western um so if if this is true then it makes it a very interesting tie-in with the casting rumor of tamira morrison playing boba fett maybe yeah because if he is if if this is cobb vanth he is wearing boba fett's armor then bringing in fett as a as a character who survived the sarlacc pick and is now you know, hunting down this person who stole his armor, essentially, 
Um, well, yeah, that that's a very interesting angle yeah. too. I also just like leaf fat fucking dead you know uh mark hamill kind of commented on this it was kind of funny i think it was last week he did a video but he's like you know how the how the how the fuck is fett alive yeah. like fett's dead and and as we talked the mandalorian is not the show to dedicate to the resurrection of boba fett yeah. uh I, I i'm not against boba being on the show as boba whatever but i still think the character needs a a slow burn if you will to show us okay how did he get out of the sarlacc pit if they go this way with cobb vanth which technically is canon canon, yeah uh boba fett's armor was essentially vomited up out of the sarlacc because it couldn't be digested probably because it's beskar jawas being scavengers scavenged it and sold it to cobb vanth and in freetown from what i've read is essentially set up right where or around where Fett's sail barges were destroyed by Luke and the other yeah. rebels. And it so. also falls perfectly in line with the scene, the stinger scene that we saw at the end of the Mandalorian episode with Fennec Shand. They were on right, Tatooine. Right, that's on Tatooine. And, yep. you know, if he is playing this sheriff-type character, he doesn't necessarily have to have a link to, to Fennec Shand to be there. He hears a shootout happening on the edge of his town. Yes, yes. And he shows up there, and he's like, what the fuck's going on here? Who's this dead 100%. person? Like hundred percent it does you know the best thing about this nick you know the fucking best thing about this and yes i had to throw a fucking in front of that (laughs) go ahead when this stinger released during episode five when it aired last november Mm -hmm. this guy right here this guy you see i'm pointing not to kylo around on my shirt but to me he cobb vanth was one of my five picks you can look it up for who yeah. could be in that. All right. So uh, it's on the site. Yep. I believe the video is saved in the sidebar still. Right? I think it's still. Yeah, I think it's uh, still me... there. If it's not YouTube.com slash Star Wars. No, it's show. not. Yeah. Just go to our YouTube and check out some of our playlists uh, in particular. I think like speculation and rants. But I did a video breakdown on, I think, five possible characters that this mysterious character could have been at the end of episode five. Cobb Vanth was one of them. So, hey, maybe we're not as fucking dumb as we look. Maybe this brain does function a little bit. Maybe I do understand Star Wars narratives. But in the end, it's probably not going to happen because I did (laughs) call it out last year. So there's no way it's going to happen at this point. But, I mean, again, like with this casting rumor exclusive you know thr is calling things exclusives slash films calling things exclusives whatever but it opens up the role of tamira morrison even more yes it would make sense for him to play boba fett now that we have if cobb vanth is in there wearing his armor you have an established link between those two characters a reason for boba fett to be hunting him but also if tamira morrison is there it would make more sense now if you just leave Boba Fett alone, have Cobb Vanth as the character in the armor, you now have him open and available to play Rex as a side, you know, companion to uh, Ahsoka, to Bo-Katan. Right. Like, yeah, he could still do Boba Fett flashbacks, yeah, too. Could. I mean, if we are going to have, because I know, like, Slash Film and even Nick kind of set up, well, what if Fett is coming to get his armor back? Yeah from this Cobb Vanth. I mean, all that would be great, but I'm still, let's leave Fett dead unless we really want to bring him back, and if that's the case, he needs his own show. You cannot uh, revive or Jesus Boba Fett on The Mandalorian. I I just, 
the, the, the short episode seasons, the short length of the episodes, I just don't think there's enough time to justify it for that character, even though I think the character's kind of a bozo based on how he was portrayed in the original trilogy. But as many people have expressed, both our fans and, and Star Wars fans in general, Boba Fett clearly has a strong following. So I just, I, if you're going to bring him back, don't do it. Chintzy, give him a proper resurrection. Agreed. So I, I, I would much prefer this. Yeah, let's see the Fett armor because I think that'd be a fuck yeah moment. But let's not make it Fett. The Cobb Vanth angle, I'm fucking digging big time. Really, so like, I, dude, I hope. I could just already tell. That people who don't hear about this, people who don't hear about this prior to it happening, they see that Fed armor, they're like, fucking Boba Fett's back. And then they take off the helmet and it's not him and they're going to fucking lose it. (laughs) Let's burn this fucker down. They're going to go nuts. We hate Kathleen Kennedy. She hates Mandalorians. I don't know if Papa's in the chat, but Papa will fucking burn his house down because he he fucking loves Boba Fett. And if they fucking have... Cobb Vanth in there whipping that Fett armor and it's not him and Boba Fett's not even in the show. Papa may literally just, he may fly <laughs> to fucking Dave Filoni's yeah. house. He's going to pop an aneurysm. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I, I really, I'm going with now, I would I, I would really prefer the Cobb Vanth angle. I think it it adds another layer. It's more that Filoni Favreau we're picking from all sorts of Star Wars mediums to create our new lore so uh that's what i'm going with it makes sense it does so i'm i'm all for it (laughs) baron uh baron black series saying you know bring him back just so he can fall in the pit again that's fine because that that would be that would be movie boba fett that would be canon boba fett canon boba fett is a fucking clown people he's got a dope ass ship but he never really lived up to that that huge reputation that he had you know and and what's that nick ah, what the hell's his name it, it's like it's a very famous uh, music you play during a comedy routine oh, i think the guy's uh, name is like benny, benny something hill. benny benny hill that yes that music should be playing during return of the jedi when boba fett <laughs> leaps off to go fight luke and han like that's that's what that scene looks like to me <laughs> it is dude it's right? just like right here's like oh hey he just popped his rocket and there he goes it's like it's it's, it's a fucking yeah. comedy it, routine it's like he has such a badass entrance because like oh my god this guy's got a fucking jet pack he just lands on the ship and then literally <laughs> they just fucking loses his yeah. gun like his gun gets chopped in and half boom, immediately he's d- gone <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets killed because a blind guy accidentally uh, activates his jetpack. Yeah, you would figure like, okay. for the most notorious bounty hunter in the galaxy, you could last more than 13 seconds versus a distracted Jedi and a blind guy. <laughs> like that was but that's that's Boba Fett. That's what we got. I mean, and look, I am all for giving him a, a comeback just like they did in legends and, and allowing him to build his reputation back up. But I mean, I just like, I agree with Matt. I don't know if Mando is the right time to do it. Like you, you bring him back in his own series. And I think that's the way to go, but you know, what, what do I know? I'm not, I'm, we're just, a, yeah, to, Hey, can convince me he is the biggest badass bounty hunter in yeah. the world. Like, convince me okay don't tell me to go read the old legend comics and this that and the other thing i'm reading the new bounty hunter comics and yeah he does seem like more of a badass but those are comics i've always framed this within the original trilogy boba fett 
should be called Bozo and Fett. And look, you could even bring back Daniel Logan. If you're going to do like a young Boba or like a, a proper aged Boba film or TV series or something like that, bring back Daniel Logan. Daniel Logan's 32 years old. He's the yeah. perfect age to play a Boba Fett at that time period. Just let him come back and, and play the character again. I mean... And that's... I, I think you're right. I would like to see a... You know, just at the tail end of Clone Wars or a year or two into the rise of the Empire, Boba yeah. Fett. You know what I mean? And I mean, it, look at this shit. Like, you can tell that his, you know, his career, again, was affected by Star Wars. I mean, he didn't have a huge career leading up to it, but playing young Boba Fett after that, he really didn't do too much up to the point to where Sharknado 4 comes out oh, in man, 2016. Logan. He plays a character Ooh. called Captain Fett. <laughs> like... Oh no! Oh no! Is correct. That is the that is oh, the no. right response. Man, those 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 prequels were not kind to a few of the younger they, actors. They were man. not, dude. It's just oh. like George. Man, him not, him and Hayden should like uh, do you team up and do some yeah. sort of revenge movie. George did not know how to coach like actors, and it really fucked over some of the people who were young in their careers and and probably needed and like somebody to say like here this is the performance that i want from you but uh yeah dude it's it's fucking not not great for his career at this moment he's got some other things in in production (laughs) post-production now but definitely not eh. it's a but like i wonder there's no way he got enough money from doing the movie no God, I'm assuming he probably get, gets most of his living by doing the con circuit. The yeah, cons, I mean, like he probably right? hits the con circuit. He's from New Zealand, so he's probably Australia, New Zealand. He probably hangs out with Greg a lot. Greg probably knows him personally, and and then uh, you know he hits the cons whenever they go around. So I mean, yeah, because some of these guys, I don't know what he would draw. I mean, I guess he, he is Boba, he is Boba Fett. Fett. He's baby Boba. I mean, some of these guys, like some of the Star Trek guys, like Takei or, or Shatner, I mean, they command like a ten oh, to $15,000 yeah. appearance yeah. fee. And then they'll make that just, uh, they'll charge 50 to 100 just for yeah, a signature. I mean, like he's probably getting 2000 to show, 50000 or $50 per signature, if that, 30 maybe. Um, I mean, he did do the voice too. He was the voice of Boba Fett in Clone Wars. Okay, well, at least he got some of that. So, I mean, they do get residuals, but I, I assume they're they're starting to tail off uh, at this point in time. But you never know. Like I, I said, my, my stunt guy buddy, I think last year alone, and, and he's done TV work, which is great because TV goes into reruns, essentially. Yeah. And that's syndication, reruns. Uh, he, I think he said he did 120 to 150,000 just on residuals Jesus. for shit that he did years Fucking ago. Christ, dude, we are, what the fuck did we do with our lives? Why, why right. am I not a stunt? Uh, here's, here's the best, like uh, just one day on set for a stunt man. If they just show up is about a thousand dollars and they don't even have to do anything like just showing yeah. up. If they light themselves on fire, it's another thousand dollars on top of the thousand. <laughs> wow, dude! Um, it, it's a good it's a good gig, but they they definitely do not get the credit that they should. I mean, it's the one aspect of filmmaking that doesn't have a fucking Oscar category. Like, are you kidding yeah, how me? Does stunt work how, how are stunts not recognized at the all these award ceremonies? That's literally what sh- makes all these fucking movies look cool. Yes, <laughs> yes, like, it's the only. I, thing. I mean, and, and don't. Don't take this as me shitting on the other departments, but I mean, there's literally Oscars for costume, makeup, uh, sound design, this, that, and the other thing. But the fuckers that die 
making actors look awesome get nothing nothing yeah Yeah. like literally people are losing limbs doing stunts dying yes doing stunts like that that should definitely be elevated to an oscar like watch uh i guess we'll just kind of move into it because uh, i I, nick didn't watch it he didn't do his homework this week for swts so he will definitely be caning himself after this this episode but uh, those of you who have watched episode three of Disney Gallery Mandalorian, it, it's all about characters. And while I'm on the on the stunt speech, there's a very quick section on the two stunt guys they use to bring the Mandalorian to life. Uh, and I can tell you right now, with some insider knowledge, Pedro very rarely <laughs> is in that fucking armor. That's so crazy because okay? he is the main character. <laughs> And he even says on the episode, Nick, because I texted Stunt Buddy right away. I'm like, hey, you guys get the, the two stunt guys actually get some love. And But even Pedro straight up says, he's like, yeah, I basically would watch them and then base my performance on what they did. It's, I mean, like for a character like that, you can do because you never see his fucking head until right. the end of the show. And then all you ever hear is his voice. I mean, I'm sure like, did he even play mando when he's just like walking around on the ship very very rarely i think the actually the ship scenes i believe are mostly pedro but any outdoor walking around type of stuff probably that's the easiest fucking job ever because all he's got to do is just sit there look at these guys be awesome in the mando suit and then just Uh, talk (laughs) and they make him they make him look badass because the way they explain that they have one guy is kind of the gun expert so any gun heavy action is probably that guy the other guy who we may or may not get on the star wars time show there's a little tease for you there we go teeth they they describe him as kind of the the ninja do all like he's the one doing the flips. If you remember from episode six where he's sliding on the ground through robots' legs, taking out those prison droids, uh, all that type of stuff's probably going to be Latif. So uh, give give stunt guys some credit and gals, give them some money because I can tell you Pedro's making a lot more than those two dudes. Just, just literally probably um, sitting in ADR booth, watch what they did and say, yeah, hmm, I think they're over there. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah, something exactly. Like that. Fucking, that's it, dude. That's what ADR is. You're literally looking at it's a screen. It's a hell of a gig, man. It, it pays to be on the title card. Yeah. Like if you're one of the one of the stars and you're on the poster, you're living a good life. I mean, the, the stunt people are paid well. A lot of people are paid well in Hollywood, but not like the leads. Not even close. <laughs> yeah, so crazy. Um, yeah, but uh, Nick, speaking on this uh, behind the scenes thing for Mandalorian, hopefully everyone is still watching it. I mean. I don't think you're really going to get spoilers from behind the scenes, but just in case, here we go. I did take some notes. Nick hasn't watched it, so we're not going to spend a ton of time on this, but episode three focused on the characters. And some of the things I picked up that I thought were interesting were the fact that, you know, Carl Weathers really seems to be a much more focused and professional actor than I envisioned. Uh, I guess I kind of always thought of him as as his predator character or as Apollo, yeah. you know, kind of brash and hype and in your face. But he really talks like, you know, this is a very, very serious thing to him. And he was, he was discussing how hard it was to kind of act across someone that had no emotion to their face. Right. Yeah. He, he gave a great explanation on how an actor, like seeing the other actor's eyes is so huge yet on the Mandalorian acting across from the Mandalorian it was nearly impossible. And the thing is, Yet, is, like his performance was so good too. Right. Like he right. killed it. 
Yeah, so I, I thought that was a very interesting way, at least from the actor's perspective, and, and how they had to try to make the Mandalorian show emotion with without the typical ways humans show emotion. No face muscles, no smiling, no eyes, none of that stuff. Uh, there was a great Gina hype segment where they just hyped up Carano and like how she's so perfect for this role and how they essentially before they even hired Gina, they were already drawing Gina as the concept yeah. art for Cara. You could see it too, because at the end of every episode, they show you like, they would run the, yeah. the, the concept art yeah. and like for, it, it looked like Gina. So I'm sitting there, I was like, okay, did they, like usually concept art sketches happen pretty early on in the development process, like brainstorm right. and shit. And I was like, I wonder if they had already just talked to her and she was already cast and they were drawing it. But apparently not. Apparently they were like, okay, well, Gina Carano is probably the perfect person to play this character. Who knows if we get her or not? But like, Yeah. So, I mean, she she really didn't even have to audition. Favreau just had her eyed, uh, eyed up. And really, Pedro, he, he mentioned, he's like, when he came in to do his thing, he's like, hey, that's Gina Carano, like in the concept art. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're looking at her for the role. So I thought that was neat. And then the, the last little interesting tidbit here, and, and this is a, like a, an Easter egg, if you will, but the character of Grief Karga was only supposed to be in episode one and three. He was supposed to have been shot dead by the Mando when the Mando leaves Navarro with the baby. Uh, so uh, other things, Grief was supposed to be an alien character. He was supposed to have all sorts of shit on his face. And, you know, Carl knew all that. And he's like, hey, that's fine. I'll walk in. I'll do my thing. But he tells a story. He's like, listen, John and Dave, I knew in my mind that I wasn't going to be wearing a mask. <laughs> like you hired Carl Weathers. You hired the voice. Why are you going to cover me up? And that's pretty much what they said. Once he got on set, once people heard Carl delivering the lines as grief, they're like, we can't, you can't do that. We can't kill this character in, in, in two episodes. Yeah. We got to make him a main. And, and here yeah, we go. I mean. First off, like I was saying, you know, off mic, off screen to Matt before that, it's like you don't you don't hire the like, yes, everybody knows Carl Weathers as Apollo Creed and but you don't hire him to come in and say, wear a mask, say these five lines and then get shot. <laughs> like it, it makes no sense. Right. Like you have one of the most charismatic actors ever in a series. I mean, Apollo made the first two, three four Rocky movies, even though he died in the beginning of the fourth one, like he made those movies. You don't bring him in to just play some bit part and then get out of there. And I'm glad that they didn't stick to their plan and that John and Dave were able to say like, holy shit, like Carl came in to, to play a role that we had written, but made it so much more. So we're going to make sure that this character survives yeah. all the way through. And, it, and now, I mean, really the way it ends, he is a man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's Kara grief mando child i mean that is our group uh, unfortunately ig kawil you know rest in yeah, peace yeah. Uh, but they're the guys so I, I just i thought that was a very interesting story and that's why i'm just absolutely loving the this disney gallery mandalorian i mean it's it i love this stuff it it, it, it frustrates me because while i'm watching i'm going fuck <laughs> Why didn't I make decisions in life that I am there? I'm not saying that I'm so great I would be working on The Mandalorian, but you never know when you put your mind yeah. towards something. Look, 
we've been doing this for like 30 years and we've just now gotten to the point where 20 people listen to us on a regular basis. So, it feels good to have you, those 20 in the chat Right, box. you know, we try. We, we put our mind towards something, but I just, I do. Anytime I watch behind the scenes for Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, stuff that I love, I just go, man, did I fuck up my childhood. Like, how did I not have the focus, the understanding that this is what I want to do? I want to be making movies, TV shows. I just want to be involved. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't have to be in front of the camera. I want to be there at that table talking to people like Filoni, like Favreau. Yeah. Like, come Even on. Now I'm like, because Austin has a lot of film programs. Like, if you live in Texas and you follow the you know if you even if you follow the movie scene like austin is a big movie city well yeah you guys get s s x s w i mean that, by, that's that's not by coincidence yeah. it's down there for yeah. a reason and like i like even now i'm like man maybe i should just start taking like film classes and like at night or like you know just doing some things because it is something that i wanted like i enjoy doing like matt said like i enjoy it I would love to work in it in some capacity and like the film classes aren't really that expensive. So I'm like, maybe I just take a film class every, you know, one every year and, <laughs> or something like that, just to like, you know, check that box. But well, you may not it. want to do it now because Hollywood is essentially yeah, yeah, dead right because of, because of the <laughs> lockdown. But uh, if my buddy ever gets back to work and I can kind of get used to maybe not having as much cash to blow on Star Wars Barbies, I may start taking my summers and just, go into whatever projects he is yeah, on just be like hey set me and on just fire. trying to get in just yeah just trying to get in by by latching on like yeah, I'll, I'll sit there and hold fire gel i don't give a shit yeah, let me do something <laughs> it, it still kills me that this motherfucker decided to have a kid at a point in life where he had to turn down working on star i know Wars. it was such a he's like it's unbelievable like you this plan this, your child around that <laughs> come on come dude on. like keep your penis in your pants when it comes Hank to working gang. on star what wars the fuck, like man <laughs> there is a reason this guy left columbus ohio to go to california over 15 years ago there was a reason it was because of, of Star Wars and just, you know, he, he's like me, grew up loving Star Wars action. He was into all that shit. So like working on Star Wars would have been a major life goal yeah. for him. And he got the call to work on Mando S2 the week his baby was supposed to be due. So he couldn't Fucking leave. Ridiculous. And I think I'm more disappointed than he is because, I mean, he he got a baby out of the deal. <laughs> so I'm sure he's like, OK, I guess that's yeah, OK. We didn't get shit. But I'm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I could have had literally one of my best friends working on a Star Wars project, feeding me everything directly. It's not meant to and be. And now I just have to hear about secondhand stuff from him talking to yes. Latif and, and, the, and, the, and the stunt people that actually went out yeah. and worked on season yeah. two. So. I mean, granted, he did get to play Thanos. I mean, this guy has done a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. Like he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he did some Thanos screen screen. I believe he was Korg in Endgame. Yeah. Like when you see Korg running across the battlefield, that's he my played, buddy. Uh, he played Punisher as well, too. His Punisher stunt double. Yeah, he's Punisher stunt double, and he was actually the, the full-on stunt coordinator for Punisher season two. So like the gym scene... Any of those demented fight <laughs> scenes that my buddy cooked them all yeah, up. He's so a crazy motherfucker. Uh, we, hey, we don't want to plug him too much because he fucking, all he does is shit on anything I do. So <laughs> don't, let's not get his ego too high. It's not like he'll ever listen anyways. But uh, I have guilted him on to agreeing to come on this show at some point in time. Yeah, so it's we'll only, see. only once he does something cool like Star Wars. I mean, who gives a fuck about Thanos yeah, in yeah, Endgame? Not, fuck, fuck Marvel. That's for our buddy Greggy yeah, that's, Boy. That's, you know, Avengers. If we ever get to the <laughs> Marvel time show, 
we'll we'll then we'll speak to right. him. So we'll see. Right. And it could be. I mean, trust me, Nick and I, we're, we're, we geek out on a lot of pop culture yeah. stuff. I mean, I didn't start a site and call myself the Entertainment Buddha for fun. I mean, I, I, I am a student of pop culture. I, I could sit here and talk about anything, not just Star Wars. I mean, you say go on, you know, Lord of the Rings, video games, whatever, and I'll just be like, blah, 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 amc it's like that's fine just don't fuck up the program yeah. right don't don't screw anything oh, up if, if don't take away my a-list if i ever feel like going back to the theater is the greatest what thing they'll ever. do is they'll have like a they'll have a amc prime for 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 amazon prime members where it'll be like a like an a-list version except they'll just get like something cheaper like yeah it'll be all janky yeah. it's like oh you get four movies a month or so it'll be a limited version of a-list so <laughs> All right, so that's kind of our, our Mando talk for today. Get on those behind the scenes. They're well worth it. You get tons of insights, not just in... I mean, honestly, I know this is making of the show. You pretty much don't get any making of the show. You just get insights into the people that worked on the show, why they love the show, why they love Star Wars, and why we all love Star Wars. So that's why it's fantastic. Yeah. Plus, you never know, you could get another, essentially, scripture delivered to you from Filoni himself. Yeah. Uh, so highly recommend there. All right, Nick, before we're, we're moving right along, I, I do not think this is going to be a three hour Thank show. God. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, like uh, I, I'm not going to make it through the show <laughs> without taking a leak. That just seems to be the way things go these days when we do them earlier, right after my workouts. But I'll, uh, you'll know when I leave to take a piss because my fat face just yeah, disappears. But before we get into all of our fan stuff, and we really have kind of taken it upon ourselves in the lockdown to include fans more than we used to, and I think it's working out. I mean, we're getting great interactions on IG, nothing anywhere else. Oh, by the way, people, out of you 5,000 followers on Instagram, could you take the two seconds and like us on Twitter just so yeah. we don't look, it doesn't look so embarrassing over is, there? I mean, our Twitter, we put up content, we put our articles out there, we put our... You know, and any to any type of written content goes up on Twitter. We don't do like the the polls or a lot of the the interactions that we do typically on on Instagram. But it, it it's not dead. Like we do put stuff up there, and it helps us. If you guys like that, it helps us. If if for some reason an advertiser is interested, or yes, you know, it's more like it's not us. Like oh, we only have sixty followers. We're losers. We know we're losers. Yeah. Okay. We need to trick the people that can get us opportunities into thinking that we're bigger than yeah. we are. Because we can't really show them our download stats. Which, by the way, Nick, we got we got to clap yeah, it that, out for the, the group of assholes. Have been great this month. May is a record month already. Yeah. Uh, we we've got many more days to go. So thank you for that. I, I mean, something has exploded essentially since episode 108 i mean episode 108 is getting downloaded like six to seven hundred times a week right now i'm starting to worry that maybe i did say something really i know up. right you're just waiting and for people it. are like spreading it Dude, around they're, they're, so they're downloading it and they're holding on to it and they're like these guys are like they're like five thousand six thousand followers right when they hit ten thousand we're we're throwing this back out and we're gonna shut them down I was just like, man, you got to be kidding me. It's just, what did we say in episode 108? I believe that's the first, was that, 
we didn't we weren't even live yeah, that's i think that's the first that time we, we used a new face, like right we used a new graphic but we weren't live so whatever it is the the listenership is going up the downloads the listens all that's going up so we do love you all for that and it looks like work more or less baron's black series and our buddy uh a, a, a ghosto, ghosto right was that the yeah. right way a ghosto gave us some follows on twitter so yeah same thing with youtube facebook all that stuff again i hate doing it but f- to show people in the industries that we aren't just a bunch of dopes we got to have those yeah, numbers yeah. So, so i mean uh, that's why there's no no handouts no donations just just follow us spread it like the virus but the good virus star wars time 19 yes. All right, before we get into the fan stuff, we got, uh, I just wanted to pay a little tribute to a movie that I'm, I've really kind of come around on, uh, really in the past two weeks, uh, mostly because of the Clone Wars, uh, and that's Revenge of Sith. Yes. All right, so if you're a, a long-time listener of Star Wars Time Show, you probably think I have a I Hate Revenge of the Sith tattoo on my back. <laughs> uh, I've said some pretty nasty things about it, and, and some of them I, I still do... Uh, believe hold true but thanks to the clone wars and what Floney did there and just really for the character of anakin in general my last screening of rots was the best i've ever had anakin's turn just felt like it made a little more sense to me i saw little things as like okay i could i could get into that i could get into that so why are we talking about rots today well on this day in history 2005 may 19th is when revenge of the sith hit theaters uh, so we just wanted to, you know, kind of commemorate it now that we don't completely or I don't yeah. completely hate I mean, it. I, Nick, Nick's always kind of dug it. He's just he gets scared sometimes <laughs> to tell me that he he, don't, yeah. he likes the prequels because he's he's worried I'm going to reach through there and slit his throat. I mean, I will say that. Ah, uh, that was neat. <laughs> Welcome so, to um, the real Star Wars time show, everybody. Yeah, yeah you guys <laughs> got to see a little behind the scenes. That's how we roll. If you're on the audio only version, you go. got to miss about four or five minutes of dead air and Nick just rambling on by himself waiting for me to say something <laughs> because we didn't know that the shit got disconnected. Yeah, uh, I was trying to play the first ever teaser from <laughs> Revenge of the Sith because we, we, you know, we set the stage 15 years we were all feeling good about ourselves and then technology decided to happen. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just not even going to play these stupid ass trailers right now. Nope. Don't, don't play the teaser. People can go look it up on their own on YouTube. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, 15 years. I think it, for me, like rots kind of did one of these things. It was like, it was like a roller coaster up, down, and then kind of back up again. Um, when I first saw it, I, I was actually pretty, impressed i you know i i was not one of the people who hated it um i really enjoyed it um i know that the the fight scene between anakin and obi-wan has been you know broken down and shit on by stump people um but i thought it looked cool which was important to me at that time i thought it was like it was a really cool looking fight so um no no rots hate immediately from the from the texas hq all right yeah i mean I remember the first day I saw it, I'd just gotten relocated to Detroit, Michigan. This is when I worked in the corporate sector. Yay. Yay. <laughs> that was always fun, right? Uh, and I drove down to Columbus to watch with my dad because I basically saw clones early with them, TPM the first time with them, and then rots. So I drove down. I was like, oh, we're going to get into... Uh, early screening this that and the other thing awesome theater because when, when we saw attack of clones imagine 
having an AMC theater to yourself with three people. Wow, really? Th- that's how we saw AOTC. So okay. I thought he had something set up very similarly for ROTS. So I was like, yeah, I'll drive three and a half hours down to Columbus from Detroit, check it out. And sure shit, his his contact had gotten moved to a different theater chain. Oh, no. And it was literally a, a podunk, shit turd, like six screen theater in Delaware, <laughs> Ohio, which is just like a, a, a shitbag city. And I was like, all right, whatever. We're still going to get to see it ourselves. Nope. Basically, the guy fed my, li- my dad a line of shit, and we had to sit there and wait until midnight to watch it with a bunch of other people in a packed, shitty theater. So wow. I'll never forget my first time seeing Rots. Now, coming away, you know, I, I, I was still somewhat hopeful. I watched it for the first time. I was like, oh, wow, yeah, hey, this really is the best prequel. It really is good, right? 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 right and I just kept like that voice in the back of my head just kept going right 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 I proceeded to see rots I think at least three or four more times in theaters it was the first date with my my now wife believe it or not nice um but really after that it kind of killed my love of Star Wars for a while I mean I went into hibernation over Star uh, over Revenge of the Sith it was just you know I had like a lot of you with the sequel trilogy, you probably had all these hopes and aspirations for what it could have been. And then when the trilogy ended, it didn't quite pay off on those hopes. That That's me and the prequels. Yeah. So I, w- I was let down, didn't really feel like Star Wars, didn't really get into it until The Clone Wars came back around 2008. But these days, thanks to The Clone Wars and what we know with the finale now, I, I definitely feel much better about ROTS. Uh, it... it, it doesn't make me feel as itchy anymore. I can talk about some of its awesome parts. Like, I mean, let's be real. That opening shot of that space battle scene is really and, fucking cool. Yeah, and the drums beating. It's like, man, that that's the Star Wars I miss. Yeah, it made, that is maybe the like, it was is it. very Return of the Jedi like space battle. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I I had likes. There's stuff that I wanted to talk about written down somewhere. I mean, for for uh, me, the opening space battle is really good. I think oh, that yeah. the the grievous fight scene, like the like the everything on Utapau, I thought was pretty okay. Um, especially, and then like the execution of Order sixty six was definitely like a because the first time, like I think we talked about this last time we talked about rots, but like the first time you see rots, like you know. All the Jedi, for some reason, all the Jedi at the end of this movie are gone and you have no reason why, like, you, you don't know what happens. Order 66 goes down, all these, Je- and then you see this montage of just Jedi being killed and you're like, holy fuck, like, this wasn't like a slow death due to the, the galactic war going on of all these Jedi. It was a literal extermination. So, like, oh, yeah. that, that was like a holy shit moment for me was like the, the execution of Order 66 um like i said i i was never one of the people who hated the 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 fight between anakin and obi-wan because of the the lack of real realness of a of an actual sword fight like that never bothered me 
Like it's not okay. I, I'm not looking for a realness of. It's not even like a fight half the time. They're I know, just sitting there just, like doing rave glow stick action. Yeah, like they they're literally like swinging their sabers, smacking them against each other on purpose. And there is the one scene where they're literally just spinning it behind their backs, not even trying to hit each like other. Like this, it's like. <laughs> but it looked like it. It like. Like some of the shit in there, I thought looked cool. Like when they're when they're battling on the on the little walk thing over the lava pit, I thought that was pretty intense. Um, you know, I thought it was. I thought overall it was a cool looking scene. Like it looked really cool. Yeah, I mean, it can look cool. It's it also should be somewhat functional, I guess, yeah. in terms of a fight. Which is why, like I, which is why I thought that the battle in 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 Tross. That's that's over the water uh, between Kylo and Ray. That was a very realistic fight. Like you know, obviously they added some flair, they added some different things in there. But if you watch that fight, like she's trying to stab at his hand, oh, like yeah. you would do in a real sword fight. So they're they're would drop swinging, sword. they're swinging with power. Like, yeah, I mean, they're they're taking power strokes, maybe almost too heavy of swings. They they probably were playing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, before they went out to do this. Little I don't battle. imagine that there is that much weight behind <laughs> lightsabers, so you could probably swing up with a little bit more finesse. Well, I always took it as you know they were combating each other's force fields essentially. Yeah. like you know she had to wing it at him because he just naturally is almost has force energy pushing it back yeah. with his own swing. And, so and what I think was really cool about that fight in particular is like they both use the force to stop the blade. So like what you said just now is like they kind of have this like this this force around them at all times and then they use it to just stop the blade. I thought that was really fucking cool. Um uh, but, but I got I got um I really liked Palpatine in revenge of the Sith. oh yeah i mean Ian, uh, the, the yeah. slow game or not even like the slow game i mean as soon as he gets anakin assigned to him he just really starts to lay it on it's like it's the very end it's the culmination of his 10 plus year plan to get the chosen one as his apprentice yeah uh so he he sews that throughout the movie quite well other just moment i i, I have as a a a plus it's probably the best acting we get out of Hayden and it's Anakin's burning alive. I mean, you really, that is Darth Vader. That is the level of hate and disgust. And it's not so much. Yes. It looks like he's yelling at Obi-Wan right now, but deep down, you know, that anger is directed at himself. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's like a lot of people we have leading right now where they, they project a lot of shit onto other people. Yeah. Anakin is projecting all that hate at Obi-Wan because he fucking hated himself for ending up as a, a pile of burning flesh on the banks of a Mustafar lava river. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's 100% true. I mean, and just the, has, the passion. I hate you. I mean, yeah. the eyes that there you go. Hayden Christensen can do it. Mm-hmm. He does it in AOTC too. In the Lars Homestead, that is the Vader. I like to see in the live action form. Yeah. Uh, Dumb stuff that, you know, it's never just going to get away. Palpatine's yeah during the Dooku fight is Ah. so, it's like, how do you let an actor like Ian McDiarmid do that and keep it in the movie? Okay. And then we we say this all the time and I swear they fixed the line, Nick. They've taken it out when he says... We're Jedi. How could this happen to us? We're smarter Wait, than this. Wait, they took it out in the in the Disney Plus version. I'm almost positive because we just watched Rots last week, and I, I rewinded it. 
And and he, I think they still say we're smarter than this, but they don't do the Jedi stuff unless I just always have made that up. No, he he definitely said we're Jedi, we're smarter than. All this. right, I, I may have to check it again because typically weekends when we're watching movies, that's I'm having a few beers. But I swear they they cut out the hey, how could this happen? It we're Jedi, we're smarter than me. this. Because like, they did, they did do small tweaks in some of them. I mean, they did the yeah. McClunky bullshit in, in Episode <laughs> Four. I mean, McClunky. I mean, it just makes no fucking sense. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did cut something like that. Um, I mean, the Ray Shields thing was just ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's silly. But I, I mean, and Mace is just a dickhead. Like, if you yeah. really look at it, Mace Window is the reason the Chosen One goes to the dark side. No yeah. other. There is no other reason. Fuck Padme. Fuck all this. Fuck, fuck Palpatine. Mace is just a dick. He is. Like, he... And, like, it's just so crazy because you would figure that as a grandmaster of the Jedi order at that time, like he has emotion, like he has an emotional attachment, a negative emotional attachment to Anakin. Like there you, you would go. figure that he would be able to identify that and say like, Hey, look, I initially didn't want this kid to join the order, but now that he's a part of it, I have to accept this and train him as I would train any other Jedi. But he doesn't like he, he just, he hates Anakin for some reason. And dude, and, we, um, oh sorry the kiddo and i i pulled up clone wars 2003 for yeah it's again yeah and instantly mesmerized like i mean we've watched some of the the george and dave clone wars mm-hmm. she doesn't quite get into it i don't know because they're not as fast paced as clone wars 2003 2005 but I found, you know, some asshole upload the both seasons on YouTube. You can just watch it straight through, no breaks, two hour, 20 minutes. I'll, I'll watched, have the DVDs here soon. When oh, yeah, yeah. We watched the whole thing. And by the way, fucking fantastic. Like, oh, yeah. If yeah. you have not seen that Clone Wars, it, it is a shame that they decanonized it because the second season essentially is one long buildup to Anakin and Obi rescuing the Chancellor yeah. at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. You literally um, see like the Jedi chasing see Grievous a out of. of the temple. Yeah. And then you see the moment, you see why Grievous talks like that because yes. fucking Mace crushes his chest. Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot of good shit in that series. So it's just, I love the animation. It's, it's a, it's different Star Wars to me. Yeah. Like it, it's a lot of in your face. You could almost say violent. You got that dirge character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but why, what I was going to say, the reason I brought that up, even in that Mace Windu is an extreme cock off <laughs> to Anakin. Yeah. I mean, even even Obi-Wan twists him a little bit. I mean, you, you can see when he was... Because uh, these cartoons, they pick up almost immediately after clones, so Anakin is still a Padawan. In fact, I believe the first season ends with Anakin Cut becoming a Jedi Knight. Like, yeah. we see his Jedi Knight ceremony. He cuts off, yeah, where he gets his little rat tail cut off and everything they like even, that. Like, even in season two, when he's long hair Anakin, they do a thread where they show us where he has a vision of himself becoming Vader. Uh, but again, all that's been decanonized, and it's a shame because, uh, yes, it was more of an over-the-top type of cartoon, animation-wise, and really for the time, Star Wars story-wise, but they told great stories and honored the, in my opinion, the the characters of Anakin and how he was, and Obi-Wan and how they were together as trainer and learner, but then as equals, 
And then just like I said, that all the Mace Windu stuff and the mistrust of the council to Anakin, that is, that has a focus in that Clone Wars as well. Yeah. Um, all, right, all right. Well, anything quick, else on revenge? Go ahead. I have a quick question for you. It's Good, tangentially I, I, related to, to. All right. So I won't take a leak since you're asking sorry. me a question. Go ahead. <laughs> to, to Ross. So, all right. So we, we know that pre Clone Wars, Ross was pretty questionable for you. Like you, you just, you didn't get into it. Do you think that whatever, five, 10, however many years down the road that we will get a, a, a cartoon style treatment for the sequel trilogy, like an in between, just like Clone Wars, where you're, you're working in between movies, you're filling in gaps, you're giving more context and you're, you're, you're essentially making the movie better by giving it more life through cartoon series. Do you think we'll ever get that for like, you can't really do it for TFA TLJ because there's no time. Could you, could you see it happen for between TLJ and Tross? Cause we know that there's at least a year that, that is between those two time periods. Do you think that we can get a cartoon series that will do the same thing for Tross that Clone Wars did for Rots? No, you don't think they'll ever do it. No, I, I, I think Disney is committed to we're not making any content related to the Skywalker saga ever again. It's it's so weird though, dude. It's so because I feel like you can't. I feel I, like I, if I'm not saying it's the right move. Oh yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, it's I, I don't I don't see it happening, and it's I I don't know why. There's there's still plenty of stories to tell. You don't have to have Luke, Leia, and Han in there, but. It seems they position it. Hey, if you're Ray, Finn, or Poe, you are attached to the Skywalker saga. Therefore, you're done. I just feel, yeah. I mean, I I, I agree that I don't think that they would do it, but I think that they... Baron's got a good idea. Spencer, he's saying it'd have to be on how Palpatine came back. Yeah, I mean, that's. I would love to see shit yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Even even <laughs> if they just like, and we had talked about it before, and I remember the moment Matt found out about this on the podcast, you lost your shit. Even if they would have put the line oh, no, that don't they even put start in it. Fortnite, no, no, no. If they, if not they the Fortnite thing. If they would have put that uh, in the goddamn movie, it would have just been so much better. Oh my god, it really like, is. I mean, that is like the biggest circle jerk of all time. Yeah, it was just such a dumb move, and I understand what Disney was trying to do. Like they had this whole big Fortnite event where you had the Ray skins and the Sith trooper skins and all these different skins in Fortnite, and it's the biggest game in the world and all this shit. But you don't put the no. line that introduces no. the, the Chancellor Palpatine back into or the Emperor back into the galaxy in a fucking Fortnite reveal. Like, right. It's just let's dumb. be honest. Most of the people playing Fortnite, I mean, they weren't even alive during the prequels, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Right. They, they don't give a fuck about Star Wars like we do, at least when it, in terms of a narrative and storytelling. Yeah. They would have signed into Fortnite to get the damn skins with or without this big special planned community reveal. Yeah, it is. It, 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 I still am dumbfounded that this is how Palpatine's reintroduction was handled. Dude, I had no you... idea until this motherfucker told me yeah. and made me just question trust. <laughs> even more than i already it's did it's just like and the thing is is like that shows me that that was an idea in fucking jj abram's head and he was like this could be great in the movie and then disney was like or somebody was like hey put this in Fortnite for some reason cross promotion we can get like an extra skin sale yeah like i can just imagine movie fans movie. i was not signing i knew this was going on but i thought it was just going to be some stupid circle jerk oh look here's a new skin 
I had no idea that this was a staged, hey, you got to create an account, log in to watch the a, a key part of The Rise of Skywalker. Because yeah. I can imagine if they did it in the movie, you have the reveal of Exegol as a planet overlaying this 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 galaxy-wide broadcast from the Emperor. So you see Exegol first, he starts speaking, and then you just go around to the different planets and get the different reactions of all of the people in the galaxy. Yeah. Like, even, like, Kylo, Rey, Poe, all of them would hear this broadcast from the Emperor, and then you have that oh-shit moment of, like, things have changed. Things are different now, and now we need to figure out what the fuck we need to do because not only is the First Order here, but now you have the re-emergence of Emperor Palpatine and his forces on Exegol. Like, that is a game changer to that movie. Yeah. And I don't it, know it, who it, made it helps that decision. It. Yeah. it helps it. I, I, don't, I don't think it fixes the breakneck first hour of the film where they're just jamming everything down your throat, but at least makes the context of his return not as like, oh yeah, it's just in the crawl, and then you have to see a poor guy like Oscar Isaacs go... Palpatine. Yeah, like that, that terribly fixes, fixes that for sure. So um, I really do hope that once we're five years out of this, even maybe even more, that they they rethink that decision of of no more Skywalker content. And they they allowed somebody like Dave Filoni to come in there and say, like, hey, yeah. you made Clone Wars probably the best prequel content, period. Why don't you go in here? We gave you two years between TLJ and Tross and work some magic. Like make shit yeah. happen because I, I'm a- all for it. L- let's see. Uh, we've, we talked about last week. I think someone asked, you know, uh, Kathleen, should she be renewed? And I said, no. I mean, it's, this is no woman hate stuff. It just she hasn't. She's had her time and it's stumbled. All right. Yeah. The movies have made less and less money. The fandoms got crazier and crazier. Uh, there once was a set schedule of this is coming, this is coming, this is coming. That's all kind of like, who knows? So, yeah, let, let's go. Let's get someone back in there. But, hey, fun, fun tangents there. So, uh, Rots, not as bad as you may have remembered, especially if you're caught up on the Clone Wars and kind of saw how all that was uh uh, resolved and the uh, Clone Wars 2003 2005 from Gennady is fantastic or Gendy, however the fuck you say his name. I think it's, yeah, yeah I'm uh, not sure how you but say it's good it. stuff. And there's plenty of assholes that have stolen it from the artists that created it and have released it for free on YouTube. I would suggest uh, trying to pay for it if you can because a lot of people listen to the show. I assume you create content. You make your toy art, you make your photography, we'd create content, and it just kind of sucks when people are dicks. Yeah. Uh, you know, get get some artists, get them, get them their residuals is what we're trying to say. All right, Nick, uh, I think it's time to move into the fan segment, not the yeah. one that everyone's here waiting for, but kind of the new extensions we've added there. Um, mm. I want to do some mentions and whatnot this week, but I've really got to take a leak. Yep. So I think let's just go ahead and, and get into your question. You want to do question of the week or do you want to yeah. maybe highlight the the force user battle of death? I will go through the question of the week answers right. real quick while you're taking a whiz because I want to get your thoughts on some of these battles as well. So, Well, let me, uh, let me pull up the, the feed here. Our fan to questions to fans. There we go. And then I'll just read them off. And I know I All have right. some other ones down there as well. So um, question of the week this week was I forgot to put it up early, uh, which is why it's a relatively easy question. So the question was, 
if you were a Jedi or Sith, what would your lightsaber color be and why? Um, so we'll just kind of go through some of the story answers. And then I picked out some of my favorite responses that were on the post itself. First off from Angel Gonzalez. He says, blue, it fits my personality. Kind of a boring answer, but okay, I get it. MC Figtography says yellow. He wants to be in the middle, a balance of the force, light and dark. So going with the ray color and also color of the uh, Jedi Temple Guards, yellow. Um, Darth Dad, the Darth Dad says green. Um, and he says he wants green because uh, ever since he saw it in ROTJ, um, it was his favorite toy. And uh, he wants to go back to that old 80s style with the green saber. Paolo Picasso says purple because I'm a BMF, just like fucking uh, Samuel L. Jackson. That's all you need to get a, a purple lightsaber. <laughs> I like that because I'm... Say. Well, yeah. I, apparently... I just saw this. I, I posted a a uh, kind of a prequel era trilogy facts video. Yeah. That Fandango pointed out, and, and apparently he had badass motherfucker inscribed Inscri- on his yeah, hilt. It's, he still got it. He still got the hilt, and then he's like, "Yeah, he because he brought it on some like British talk show, and he's like, oh, yeah, I still got the saber, and it says BMF on it.'" All right, so we were on uh, Palo, uh, Brennan Olson, the next one. All right, I want a quick comment on the yellow. Yeah. Isn't yellow a combination of blue and green? And I think that's kind of why Ray's mm-hmm. turns yellow. Like if you ever look at that last scene, she cracks it, and then you, you can, can literally see, see like it's almost like uh, you know a Leia crystal, green crystal, or Luke crystal that forms into the yellow. So yes, yeah. Um, I, I would one. think if you want to be a mix of dark and light, it's probably purple. Purple would be closer. And the funny thing that you say that is in the book in the Rots book. It says that Mace Windu's lightsaber style actually um, forced him to embody the dark side of the force while he fought. Like he had a very, he was like form seven. I can't remember the name, Vapod or something like that. And he would like, he would take on the essence of the dark side when he would fight with his lightsaber. So good, actually very good call there. Brennan is coming in as purple. Yeah. Jedi. He wants to be a Jedi in purple. I'm like Obi-Wan, but I like being unique. Okay. Okay. Extra credit, Bounty says purple. I have the discipline to work for the side of the good, but Lord knows if I got to dabble every once in a while to stop an MF, I will. <laughs> I like <laughs> well, it. I well, like it. Well said. Well said. Uh, good one. Uh, Sam Rustbell Collector. Rustbell Collector. Light blue, for sure, as a Jedi. Light blue is interesting, too, because like I know if you go on some of these um, custom saber sites right. like ultra saber saber forge stuff like that where you can are we saying that that's more like an aqua than the light blue yeah that's color? like an aqua not necessarily like a like a kenobi color because that's more of like a traditional blue the true like blue a, right a light lighter lighter blue yeah you can pick that as your as your saber color if you wanted to too at those uh custom builders um jedi in my dreams which is dreamer underscore jedi underscore master i choose to be a jedi of course lightsaber where's color. all the bad people like everyone wants we'll, to be a good guy here. I know, right? We'll get to a couple from the post comments. <laughs> he says uh, the reason for blue is blue's his favorite color, and he thinks he'd look great with one. So a little bit of vanity, there you go. getting stylish. Uh, one from my buddy Phil. So so this was a good one from Facebook. Yeah, this uh, one's deep. Yeah. So I knew he was gonna pick silver before. As soon as I posted the question, I knew Phil was gonna pick silver, and it was because we used to play Kotor all the time, and you could you could pick your lightsaber color because at one point it asks you like you're going through your memories and they're like oh what color was your lightsaber and he always picks silver 
Um, so it says silver, uh, because in the old legend stories, the, the Horn family used silver lightsabers and were a branch of the Jedi. Corrin Horn was Deep the main, cut. was the main character in the original X-Wing series from legends. And he found his family's lightsaber and had a silver crystal to it. And it also had a, a solid black hilt. So it was really, it was a really fucking badass lightsaber, solid black hilt with a silver blade. Um, and then, uh, it's, and then he went on to say that the Jedi, like that branch of Jedi believed in marriage and could have kids. And then, like I just mentioned, every time we would play KOTOR, he picked <laughs> uh, the silver lights. There you go. So, um, good call by Phil. Uh, Spencer here. Oh, look, at, look at Spencer. He, he had an, his, an his interactive custom. reply. Yeah. Um, lighten up his custom blade. Yeah. So if I, if I had one, my first custom saber was red. I got that from Saber Force. So that was red. And then my second is the kylo ren lightsaber so that one's red as well but then my my build from um from what you call it from galaxy's edge i have red blue purple green so i covered the oh you, you bought them. every damn crystal I, then huh i didn't get yellow because i was like man i don't know do i need yellow and there was a white so i, I still have two that i need to pick up uh, i should have got the yellow now knowing that that rays was yellow um all right, so Papa coming in. Here we go. You want to get some dark side users? Papa Palpatine Photography says, Black crystal like in Force <laughs> Unleashed to match my heart. Ah, I love it. Thank there's, you, Papa. You're the man. Papa. And I'm glad it. a lot of black because that was a, a Force Unleashed one. Chaos Cuties here um, says she would want to have a light pink one. Yeah, all right. Cute pastel pink lightsaber slicing and dicing through the empire so she's sticking on <laughs> on the light side of things with the light oh, pink. i love it i love it a little bit of uh that's just like jana solo yeah. um agosto here says uh he would want to be an ex-jedi wow, turned bounty hunter with a I gray like lightsaber there we go getting deep the lightsaber would be gray to represent how nothing is ever black and white wow. i would have left the jedi order because the jedi's black and white views on the universe and the force, which I would ultimately disagree with deep. That's cut. some deep, deep shit. A ghost yeah, though. I mean, that's kind of like a, like a Qui-Gon Jinn take, yeah. I think. Uh, this one from Stormtrooper Pete, I picked it cause I liked it cause I played the game. Uh, he said yellow, like the ones used by Arkin and Thaxon from the old Republic, uh, MMO video game and the short movies. If you've never watched the SWOTOR Star Wars, the old Republic, um, cinematic cutscenes. Do yourself a favor and watch them. They're fucking incredible. They're fantastically made by EA. They're some of the best Star Wars cinematic animated content you can see. And they're fantastic. So um, this this is the PC game though, right? This is the MMO. PC, it's yeah, not the, the, the not the console games. Yes. Um, but they made EA made movie quality cinematics. Oh, I remember it. it like, I mean, just from some were, of the promos, yeah, right? They, they, they had like fantastic. that ship open up and all the red lightsabers oh, charge dude, out. I can still watch that. If I watch that, I will go resubscribe to that Who game. Who is it? That's that's Malgus, isn't it? Yeah, Darth Malgus, yeah. Yeah. And he was fighting Bastilla Shan from ah. the, the KOTOR games. Like he he kills Bastilla's master at that point, and then he kind of has a little tussle with Bastilla herself. Got you. Um, Stormtrooper Pete with the yellow, aka you know, going back towards the Swotor stuff. Nostalgic Adam, uh, one of our top five winners. Uh actually a few times Adam's made the top five. Uh he's going with Viridian. So it's a rarer crystal and it's unique. And I've always loved the, the green silvery look 
when I first used it in KOTOR 2, because KOTOR huh. 2 was the one where you could get some pretty out there lightsaber colors. Got you. Um, Scion XTC saying that if, it, uh, if it's not mandatory to have a red lightsaber being a Sith, he would go with a black blade. There we go again with the black yeah. to be a little bit more like incognito that. hidden in the uh, dark side. Now, do you, would the black be the dark saber, essentially? Would you it have would. that white black hole kind of shine off of it? Or just, yeah. would it literally just be like Scion saying... Like a, like a literal kind just of... You like, can't even see it. Like it, yeah, It's almost like invisible a, in dark light. <laughs> In, a, in absence of color, my cat's walking across my keyboard and mic right now. I think it would be like the Darksaber because even in, in Force Unleashed, you had like the interior of the blade was black and then the exterior, like the outside of the blade was white. So you did have like this really cool, almost like black hole style lightsaber. It was really awesome. Anytime yeah, yeah. somebody says black, I would think that they meant that. Um, and even the next one here, Thrawn's Black Series art. He says black again. Um, I had always hoped Palpatine would have a black saber when the prequels came out. This was long before the dark saber was a thing. So if I was a Sith, I'd have a double bladed black saber. I like saber. that. I like that. That's that a good. good. And then Dad Fett here coming out purple or black. Um, I would have hunted down Mace's crystal and recovered the dark saber <laughs> for myself. And uh, he would use both. Brochacho. So I like bro you gotta get you gotta get Dad Fett's Brochacho in there. Yeah. Um so that's the that's the selected answers for our we had We had one question. at the end, Nick, I had to throw in there from our buddy okay. down under. Not not Greggy boy. Greggy's in the chat. He wants a rainbow one, which is perfect. Rainbow. There we go. Uh okay. this is from uh, changed his name to Darth Hideous, but it's Star Wars Toys, I think seventy three. Darth Hideous uh, is a good name though. Yeah, it, Sith 100% and a black blade because that's metal. Because so, that's metal. I agree. Yeah. Rock and roll. I agree. Definitely. Um, so yeah, those are the those are the answers to yeah, our questions. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, th- th- those week. have been fun. Nick, Nick, every week's going to have the big one for the show, but we're also going to try to sprinkle other things in there like the other project he has got going yes. on, which we'll talk about now, and that is the Force User Battle to the Death. Yes, I, 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 I hashtagged it Battle for the Ages because there we're we go. going in between all the ages. Oh, yeah. Age of Republic, Age of Rebellion, Age of Resistance, and we even got some Old Republic in there as well. So um, it is a 16 force user single elimination bracket. So let me explain this to some of you people who are like, why, are the, why is this person fighting this person, blah, blah, blah. So I went through and seeded everybody, 1 to 16, and we're doing a, a March Madness sports style 16 team bracket. And we have done four rounds so far. And the way that it works is in a bracket style challenge, if you've never taken part in one of these before, your first round always starts off with your one seed playing your 16 seed. Your two seed playing your 15 seed. Yeah. And then you go best, down Best like versus the worst. Best versus the worst. Yes. So that's why you have some of the matchups that you're seeing here, which was the first. So we've played out four rounds so far up to this point or four matchups yeah, this far. I've got the first one. round pulled up now. First round was number one seed Anakin Skywalker because he's number one seed because as we've talked about before, born from the force is the most powerful. It's, it's easy. Force His name, yes. the chosen one. The there chosen one. And then one our number 16 one. seed, Asajj Ventress. Um, and this one was a pretty hefty blowout, 88% for Anakin, 12% for Ventress. 
it's interesting that Ventress got the 12% that she got. And, and what we can do too on, on, on IG stories polls is I can go in and see who voted for what too. Oh, you can, you can rat people out. I can rat people out. So I know Scion's not in the chat right now, but I also know that Scion voted for (laughs) Ventress. Scion yeah. went went against the chosen one here and voted for Ventress. So um, trying to mix things up. I mean, they that's a hey, back to 2003 Clone Wars. Uh, one of the last arcs, I think, of the first season was an epic battle. Yeah. Between Asajj and Anakin, where she was essentially picked by Dooku from a fighting ring to to so he could groom her to fuck with Anakin and he, he he sends her in she pulls Anakin away they go to this this planet and they kick the shit out of each other and then he comes back but it's a it, it's a good battle i mean you, you really get to see some angry Anakin come out uh, so much so that he grabs one of her red sabers and really gets nuts there at the end oh yeah and then just a couple of other uh let's <coughs> see here see the voters a couple of other noteworthy voters for Ventress here we have Star Wars Blacksters 2019, Mr. Greg, Greg Bird boy. on the Ventress train. And then we also have, um, uh, let's see, Will Candy Photography was one that we, uh, he's been in our top five a few times. So, all right. Those are our Ventress voters. It's all good. So, yeah. uh, next match was. Next match was Obi-Wan oh. versus Ray. <laughs> so. Uh. Uh, and, and that one I have pulled up now, that was a 93% to 7% drubbing by yeah, Obi. And the if old, you the know old crazy the, guy from the Dune Sea. If you want to know the breakdown in terms of the, the number of votes, 161 votes for Obi-Wan, 12 votes for Ray. R.I.P. Ray. <laughs> um, and then for, for those of you, so Jason... Work more or less voted for Ray. All right. Ying Keat, Ying Keat, he voted for Ray. Get some. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Toy at Heart voted for Ray. So there was some love from Ray from some of the prominent uh, people in our community, but definitely uh, no competition, we could say there in that, in that one. It, it, I don't know. I mean, that is a tough one because you got the dyad versus probably one of the most skilled, trained, and tempered Jedi out there. I, I know. Mean, that, it, you know. But he did beat the Chosen One it, during the Chosen One's prime. So, yeah. so I, I mean, I can't disagree with it. I will right. say that the disparity of the vote was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I would I, figure... I, I, there, there's reasons for that, yeah, but yeah. we don't need I to go into that, it. Given and I want to give a shout out to my friend Phil. Phil's actually watching in the chat. Thank me for the shout out on the on the show. Of course, sir. I'm glad that you uh, responded to the question. Um, yeah, I just figured that you know it's another question like we addressed from Papa the other week. Like, who would win in a fight between Ahsoka and Ray? And if if Ray had training, if Ray had any sort of proper Jedi training, I think that she could give anybody a run for their money. Yeah. Um, but, but as we see them in their primes and as we see Ray in her prime in the movies, I do think that, that Qui-Gon, I mean, or that, yeah, she, uh, she gets a little, uh, a little emotional from that, that Palpatine clone jizz blood in her. So oh, yeah. you never know. Oh yeah. So you never know. That's why Kenobi, that's why he could beat these people that were technically more powerful than him in the force because of how was, grounded and focused he was. So. Yeah. All right. Next, we had Qui Gon versus Revan. Was Revan. it Darth? Yeah, Darth Revan. So Darth not good Revan. Revan. 
So this is this is a close one, huh? It was. It was closer than what I thought it should have been. Honestly, if there was any one of them that was going to be a complete and utter blast, I thought it was going to be this one. Yeah, because I you could argue that that Revan could be a two seed. Like he, I have him listed as number four here, but Revan is just such a powerhouse. Um, you know, he could be a two seed. Yeah, th- this one's interesting. So I'm assuming we have a lot of a lot of Jin fans in here, as in the Qui Gon, not the yeah. Urso. But it, we all, we got to see the man fight twice. Yes, you know he kind of held his own, but was getting battled back on Tatooine. Uh, on Naboo, once he got separated from his homeboy, he got taken out pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, so the- I, I don't know what that says about Qui-Gon's fighting skills, if he was too much in the living force versus just being in the moment, getting ready to fight. Uh, but you would think, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I mean, I would think Revan would just absolutely eat Qui-Gon's lunch. Yeah, it wouldn't even be a competition. But the, the vote breakdown for this one here is 62 votes for Qui-Gon, 77 for Revan. Um, and, and I mean, like the, the votes kind of broke down pretty evenly on both sides. Um, Qui-Gon, notable voters. Let's see here. Operators of the Republic. Um, Agosto voted for, for Qui-Gon. Um, let's see. Vin Faith Customs is another one that we, uh, you know, see, see SWTBS Wild Wing and Tones, Visual Force, a lot of big names voting for Qui-Gon. And then on the, on the Revan side of things, I know my friend Phil voted for Revan on the Facebook side, uh, Klondike. And then you had, uh, let's see, Papa, I, I feel like I should. <laughs> I need to start voting from my other accounts because I always forget. I see it on, you know, the the Star Wars Time Show account, and we yeah. can't vote. So I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, I just forget about I, it. I jumped in and voted on the next one, but we had Scion vote for Revan. So, so this was way closer than I think it should have been. Yeah, and but hey, that that's why these that's, are fun, right? Yeah, that's, that's why, why the, these battles happen, and and it, the next one is an, yeah, a perfect. Th- this reason. is the funny one here. Yeah, it is hilarious how this fucking vote broke down, and you have Darth Bane versus Darth Maul, and the way that this thing finished is absolutely insane. You have a twenty nine percent vote for Bane and a seventy one percent vote for Maul, which is crazy. I mean. And I cut this up to, to a lot of, you know, Papa mentioned it in the comments. You have a lot of people who are caught up in the moment now from Clone Wars. Maul is, is, is up there in terms of their, you know, people's affinity for that character. And I will also say that I just don't think that enough people know who Darth Bane is. Right. Like, you know, he's... Oh, that, a, I mean, that, that's what it is. Plus, as you said, uh, I mean, Maul just got a huge injection of Star Wars steroids this past month. Yeah. So uh, people are riding a Maul high just like I am. Like, my new drug is Maul. Yeah. So I so, probably would have voted for him too. But if you really want to get down to it, right? You, I mean, the way you've explained Bane to me, I mean, he is kind of the forefather of the rule of two. Yes. He, he figured shit out. He realized that Sith were fucking stupid. And that the only way for them to succeed is to kill them out to there's only two and then always make sure that the younger one tries to kill the older one, rinse and repeat. Yeah. And, and just in terms of a power rating for those of you out there, because this is this is basically based off of like who would win in a fight. Um, Darth Bane has some notable moments in his his dark side career. So he was initially a part of this 
this Sith organization called the Brotherhood of Darkness back when there was a full army of Sith. Um, and when he realized that this bullshit will not work, he um, he thought of something and created a, a force bomb called a thought bomb. And what he did was he 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 somehow trapped all of these these Sith that were a part of the Brotherhood of Darkness in a cave set off this thought bomb and what it did was killed all of their bodies and captured their souls in a state of never-ending torment inside of this cave and then he was also able to use his body as a conduit to set off a force storm that killed an entire battlefield worth of jedi um so he's a pretty powerful motherfucker. <laughs> like, and he's still canon too. Darth Bane is still canon. He was canonized in, uh, I believe he was in, uh, in Star Wars Rebels, right? Like they, they find his, his... It's been a minute. I, I definitely need to fire up Rebels again, but I'm still yeah. trying to do this chronological Clone Wars rewatch yeah. nonsense. But, but, they, uh, that could be made so fucking easy, Disney, if you just made the goddamn playlist yeah. on Disney+. Plus. Hire some fucking shithead intern. It'll take him or her... I don't know, an hour, yeah. two hours maybe, to fucking line up a playlist chronologically. Yeah. Thank you. So so the Bane-Maul breakdown, 71% for Maul, 29% <laughs> for Bane. If you haven't read the Darth Bane books, go do that. They're fantastic. Yeah, three, they're they're the riding in the live chat right now over this this fight. But hey, it is what it is. You got yeah. you got to vote you gotta where it vote. counts. You got to vote. The ne- I will give you a teaser. The next matchup that's coming up, this is a big one, and a lot of people are going to be pissed off about it, but this is how the bracket breaks down. <laughs> number two seed, Emperor Palpatine versus number 15 seed, Ahsoka Tano. Oh, no. So look out in the, in the, in the stories... And then on the post for that, because that's our next one. Your vote only counts if it's on the story. So if you're if you're on Instagram, you see the post that I put up to announce that it's on there. Yeah. Go to the story, vote Follow on the, the poll. rules. So oh, the intern showed up. Emperor Palpatine I, versus Ahsoka Tano. Let's see how much uh, emotion will carry over from the Clone Wars. If if the number two versus the number fifteen can result in another upset. Um, but that one will be coming later today, everybody. <laughs> yes, keep keep your eyes out. Keep those thumbs ready to tap, tap, tap away. Nick's going to keep running through this this bad boy on Instagram and just yeah. follow the rules. Get your vote in. Um, all right, dude. So I think we're gonna we can move into mentions. And I'm gonna try something a little different here. Uh, I, I kind of tease it at the onset here. Those of you that know me, you've probably seen this on my personal accounts as well. Uh, but I, I just got to bring up the mention the show got and Haywood Pop got from some people you are all aware with, at least those that are on the live stream right now, are those that tend to fuck around on Instagram with toy photography. It's the One Six Pack. Okay, they're they're kind of part of the media network that that we've looped into with Xclue Magazine. They do a show, kind of like this one, but they actually let each other drink live on the show. So good, good, good for them. Nick kind of killed that for me because mm-hmm. I'm a lunatic and would show up too drunk for the recordings. Got a, so. a drink response. Yeah, <laughs> no live drinking here. So what I'm going to try to do? They 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 released episode 20 last week. Uh, you should listen to the whole thing as you do with our show, most of you at least. Uh, but they, they talk about one six scale figures, new releases, this, that, and the other thing. But then they kind of have a community spotlight feature for people that take uh, photos of one six 
figures. It's not just Star Wars. It could be anything. And they, for some reason, picked one of my shots, which I always find to be odd because I think I blow. But they liked it and they said some really nice things. So I just wanted to play that here for everyone, just so we can, A, appreciate me and Nick some more, (laughs) and B, just kind of throw a plug out to the dudes over on the one six pack. So let me see if I can do this, Nick. You and I, we're not going to be able to hear it. They may be able to hear it. Who the fuck knows after the, the audio snafu? So I could potentially be breaking this again. But we're going to listen to about a, a minute, minute and a half of their show where they just essentially tell everyone that the Star Wars Time Show is the best fucking Star Wars podcast for Star Wars fans they've ever heard. And then I'm going to play a real quick clip from Tom, the one of the greatest commenters on Instagram, Ayavuatu, where he confirms to everyone that Instagram personally hates my guts. So... Let's see if we can do this, Nick. I'm going to go ahead and drop Slack and add the six-pack. All right. All right. So they're talking now. I'm going to try to be quiet while they're talking because I can't hear them. But Trevor's essentially uh, announcing my my shot, and then he gets into some stuff on the show. Let's let it soak in. Let it wash over us. Uh, Great guy. Super nice guy. Thank you. Um, Love him. Love the show. This is a great show. If you haven't watched I don't know what they're saying. I'm trying to react to it. Hands down, like, one of the best the best star wars um podcast they do they did a live last week on youtube which was great taking questions and, and nick stuff. whenever you think we know their shit for about um, a minute and a half let me know <laughs> well. uh, matt swears a lot it's great uh, we'll give it a few uh, more seconds that, meditation pose real quickly on that show yeah, you're, you're doing it's kind of great <laughs> doing his quiet is, they escalate they do escalate yeah. sure. I, that show I'm is a great list like honestly just there was a time when i had to listen to all the to his positives. Yeah, and it was like just, hour and a half sitting yeah, in traffic. All these nice and the only thing that kept me sane for so that hour and a half time frame was Star Wars Time Show because that show. Those of you watching here, half the time, yep. and then the other half the time, I'm learning things about Star Wars that I never. Have they moved on to my dumbass photography yet? Yeah, the are they, they still talking about how great the I am? They really know the lore. <laughs> so there's yeah, there's stuff all the time that uh, I was asking them questions on the live the other day. Um, I didn't get them answered. That's okay. It says, uh, but yeah, this I was just going through Matt because Matt's Matt jumps. He started out as, as pop stuff, which uh, pop, um, yeah, pops, and uh, he's moved. I think well away from those now. There's a lot of one twelve stuff, but he's got a bunch of one six figures. I'm getting yelled Luke, at for talking. Uh, the guards. I think he's got uh, the Emperor, maybe a Vader or something. You can also see. Uh, in this but video, damn, I saw this when I was like, TJ at the oh. Bottom. Oh shit! Emotions. I remember liking it. I think I commented <laughs> That's my on it, favorite but, part. But I didn't. I apologize because this is super nice, and and you're not seeing some of this detail. I think it was a screen. Okay, I, I'm assuming we've we've made it past the part where you know both Trevor and Tom essentially are like, yeah, I mean, they, it's one of the greatest Star Wars podcasts of all time. So I just wanted to make sure everyone heard that. Uh, now I know you guys are yelling at me. I can't hear what the hell they're saying. So tough shit. You're, you're going to get what you get. Now this one is from Tom and this is specifically for me to, to, it, it makes me feel, I guess, less crappy about why no one likes my shots on Instagram, but it confirms that Instagram hates at Haywood pop. So here we go. And I may actually try to be quiet during this one. Matt's also one of those guys where I swear Instagram itself has something out for him because it hides his stuff a lot and i have not seen this shot before 
And this shot is amazing and deserves right. to be like seen a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, and this is like, this thing is gorgeous. It's be great for yeah, the audio version. Definitely yeah, one of the best right? shots. But I mean, <laughs> so, not, sorry, people, we, we can't have too much dead great air. shots. And yeah, I know yeah. He's, he's even. And by the way, you should already seen these damn clips, right? You can go to their yeah. YouTube. So yeah. I, I think we got the part where you know Tom's basically like IG fucking hates Matt. So that's all I needed you to hear. Yeah, yeah, just confirmation from from a fantastic <laughs> artist and friend like Tom. It's always good to to let Matt know that it's not the quality of his work; it is the the quality of the IG algorithm. Yes, yes, thank you. So, in all seriousness, I just wanted to throw that out there. Yes, Go check them out. Their their content, their show can be seen on the X Clue Magazine YouTube channel. Uh, that's episode twenty in particular. Scroll down towards the end when they get into the uh, community features. Uh, yes, tones. TJ is definitely asleep. He is not a fan of the Star Wars Time Show or Haywood Pop, but that's. That is all right. Yeah, that is it was, it was quite great all to, right. to hear that. Like when you shared that with me and I watched it, I just had a smile from ear to ear. It was, it's awesome yeah, to hear I, I stuff mean, like that, you know. I, I, I am a narcissist when it comes to my Star Wars knowledge and what I do with Star Wars. So anytime people feed into that and confirm what I already know in my head, it makes me feel like less of an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Does that I, make sense? I, I totally agree with right? that. Because, so. I, I mean, I, I bother this, I bother this, uh, Nick with this shit all the time. Like, oh, we should be bigger. Why the fuck do people not like us? Why, no, why aren't they quoting us on Reddit and say these other idiots? So to hear that from Trevor and Tom, excellent. As far as Haywood Pop goes, I'll just have to take their word for it because they are much mm-hmm. better artists and photographers than I am. So uh, that, that was it for the quick mentions. We did the fan questions. Greg's leaving. Matt is human. He reacts like we do with the top five. I'm reading live comments. And Baron's Black Series is right. It is time for the top five. And in this case, the top five plus one Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Yes. Nick? Top five plus one. Not the top six. Okay. The top five is me. The plus one is Matt. As you know, last week, Matt took away and... He, got a, he gave us a breakdown of one of his shots. And then this week, he gets to pick his own personal top one. So it's a top five plus one, everybody. This week, we have some awesome, awesome artwork. And, and one that, that both Matt and I, you know, really were into. And we'll get to that when we get to his top one. But first off, leading up is at Jet Freeland on Instagram with a really, really cool clone trooper shot here. Um, the weathering is the first thing that stood out to me. The weathering and the posing here of this figure were, were really fucking spot on. And then just like the background, the atmosphere, like overall, just a really solid clone shot here from at Jet Freeland. Yeah, I'm a, I've become a big fan of these lower light shots, you know, where it, it is just kind of a, a black background. Uh, so you rely on the figure itself, any props or dios, and then lighting to kind of bring it to life. And that's what Jet's doing right here. I just, uh, I wish I could figure out lens flares. I'm not even good at adding those posts, but they, they do kind of liven a shot up a bit. But it, just a little touch of atmosphere here. Who knows if it's aerosol or fog, vape, uh, but just it, it allows the light source to bounce, bounce a little bit. And then, like you said, uh, decent weathering. I don't know if this is after. Yeah, it looks like this is probably some custom weathering here. I believe this clone was a part of one of those Entertainment Earth clone four packs. Uh, I'm not sure which division he belongs to. He's a green boy, so you never know. But yeah, just 
I don't want to, I don't want to ever say any shots simple, but it's just a nice portrait style pose. Good perspective. Like I said, I like the kind of the low light background to allow the light and the atmosphere to pop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's a really done, really well done shot. Um, you know, just having that slight light source coming from the left hand side of the photo, the bottom left hand side, kind of lighting it up a little bit there. Um, really well executed. Really cool looking shot here at Jet underscore Freeland on Instagram. Uh, very well done, sir. Oh, by and the if, way, Spencer said I, I had a perfect segue into the top five. So there we go. That was see. It's always nice to know that our segues aren't. <laughs> cookie cutter or coming up next yeah (laughs) speaking of moving on to hey you know sometimes the the old tried and true ones are are the best you never know i I mean this is another show where i'm sitting here going like how the fuck did we make it to to here hours when we had four things to talk about two hours we had a straight fucking blow up with my system again this core audio bullshit it's just like please audacity will you just make your software work with this shitty version of the mac os i have to deal with right now that's probably why they didn't do it they're like fuck that it's too broken man GarageBand is it's it should be such a great piece of software but it's just a turd these days with this core audio nonsense it so is all right not great who next do you got up. for us next man oh i dig this one yeah I like next this. up is uh gree zero one on instagram <laughs> at g-r-e-e zero one and this guy i mean we he's definitely been in the top four before it's been a little i mean top five before it's been a little while since we've seen him but he has a fantastic uh jedi guardian jedi temple guardian shot here um you got the full kind of garb and mask that you would see from a jedi temple guardian double bladed yellow lightsaber and then really the the particle effects in the background the kicked up sand and then just the environment that he has this this figure i i mean i'm I'm a i'm a big fan of griot one he's he's a machine i mean i'd say at least one post a day if not more I don't even know what the fuck figure this is. Yes, I I know the character, but I don't know if this is a custom. I know it's not a black series, so is, is this three and three quarter inch? Anyone in the live chat, if you're hearing, let us know. But yeah, I mean, the figure first off catches your eye, right? Yep. They, they got that badass looking mask, nice looking hood, even though it's all plastic. But then it is, it's it's kind of the, the practical effect with the, with the particle action there. Some uh, pretty good saber edit and really even just a perspective having the the camera tilted here mm-hmm. uh, on the picture just kind of adds to it but i i want to know where this figure comes from yeah i mean the figure itself is definitely what first caught my eye because i was i was thinking back i'm like have we ever really seen a jedi temple it's Guardian rebels figure? i believe right I mean, yeah I, I Je- did- yeah that was in rebels i mean it, the, the character itself comes from rebels that was when we find out that the inquisitor uh, it was a Jedi Temple Guardian initially. Like he was a Jedi Temple Guardian before he, he fell it. to the dark side and became an Inquisitor. I, I'm gonna go with this as a three and three quarter inch, or or it's a custom. And the reason being, I don't. It doesn't look like its arms bend, mm-hmm. uh, so that's yeah. why I think it's one of the tiny boys. But it is pretty sweet. Yeah. So I mean, just overall awesome use of uh, you know the the lens flare there on the lightsaber as well. A couple of lens flares already. First two shots and. Um, Excellent staging, excellent posing, and then just uh, a really creative shot here by Kree01. Um, so, yeah, give him a follow on Instagram, at G-R-E-E-0-1. Well done. Um, Hi, Blanche. 
what was that? I, I was paid to say something. So. Oh, hi, Blanche. Is that yeah, what you I, I, I'm taking live live Requests donations now. now for for shout outs on the show. <laughs> there we go. Hi, Blanche. Hello. Yeah. Um, next up in the top five, we have. Um, I, it looks That's like an old Noelle school name, Eva by the way. Art, but it's I looked at the the um, the account and I think it's Noe Leva Art. Uh, at Noe, N-O-E-L-E-Y-V-A underscore art on Instagram. What we have here is a is a, an actual illustration slash painting of, of Kylo Ren. Yeah, I, I love of, this. Love it. Yeah, it's fucking awesome shot. Kylo Ren, Supreme Leader Kylo with the cracked helmet walking forward with his arms kind of out and behind him in a, in a sea of kind of red, I would assume like it's either like you know, a, a, a show of the force energy or something like that is uh, the helmet of Vader. And then you have the face of the of Emperor Palpatine there. And if you look, which I think is really cool, the Vader mask has the eye socket broken like the helmet of Kylo. Um, I mean, overall. Ah, yeah, OK, I got you. Yeah. I mean, it's just a really cool shot. Typically, we don't see a lot of traditional style paintings make the top five but that is what this is it's a, it's a traditional painting um which is just absolutely beautiful work um he put this up on star wars day so about two weeks ago and we picked it up recently um but it is a really cool representation of kind of the dark side of of ben solo and where it came from yeah. you have his grandfather you know, Darth Vader. Yeah, uh, you could also, Nick, I don't know if, if you saw it this way. Um, it's almost like the voices that, that Palpatine was pumping into Ben's head. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, like it was Snoke, it was Vader, it was Palpatine himself. Uh, and they're like emanating from the, you know, this red flare coming off of him. And, and just really how that flare fleshes out some of Vader's. Uh, Vader and Palpatine's below the neck. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just we, we always sound really stupid talking about actual art because yeah, you know, we, we have, have no a, we have absolutely no clue. I mean, I guess we should have Sean Forney, who's in the room. He's an actual professional artist. Maybe th- give us some terms we can start using so we don't <laughs> sound as stupid. So, Sean, if you're listening, maybe just uh, give us some artist terms we could throw out about pictures like this. But it's one of those deals. You know, uh, I find a lot of these in Explore because clearly artists aren't tagging because they're not listening to the show. That's fine. I do still go out and scout a bit and then try to get people to uh, use the tag there. But I don't know. I just I love this shit. I mean, oh, yeah. traditional art to me, again, it's it's magic. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like magic. It's, it's yeah, un- You have a magic skill. Oh, now we're getting yelled at. Um, Blanche. Okay, I didn't. I didn't mean to say. It just sounds like an an older name, not an old lady. How's that? <laughs> sounds like an older name, like older generation name, not something you would hear these it was days. On it's, that, it's, so that's one of the characters on Golden Girls, right? Well, yeah. I don't know if that's why everything's. Uh, she's mad right now, but apparently there's a new hashtag trending in the room called uh, "Not the Right Thing to Say." <laughs> hey tough shit you never know what's going to come out of my mouth when, when you give me stuff to say yeah wrong thing to tell her that's the hashtag oh but, man hey we love it she looks like a fantastic blanche fantastic um, fantastic she's she's a beautiful young lady tell her not to worry about it. it's a good name um, uh yeah so uh sean's telling us to use the term atmospheric there we atmospheric. go atmospheric it is a very atmospheric shot yes <laughs> that's a good uh, one 
And you know what I see too? Like I see this shot and I see the way that Kylo's standing with his arms out, almost being like held back by these forces. And then the next logical progression for me in this shot, like if it extended out a little bit further to the right, you would see like Ben Solo emerging from the Kylo armor. So like you see him like shedding. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he's these... he's he's just whipping all that shit off of him, and then Ben's yeah. face pops out, and then I got you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I thought that this was a really deep piece, um, re- like really strongly evoking all the forces that are kind of pulling at Kylo slash. Oh, here's something else we can start saying. It's it has an iconic layout. It does have a yeah, that's a good one. Layout. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Keep it coming, dude. Layout's this is great. a good turn that you can use for anything. It's, it's very <laughs> atmospheric and it has an iconic layout. Yes. So Noe Leva <laughs> art, if you listen to this, that is what we feel about this, yeah. this painting. Thank you. That's from our resident pro artist in the chat. We, we appreciate you, Sean Forney Art. Check him out. He does some great stuff. Marvel Star Wars. And I think we featured a, a, a cover he penned. I think we did. Uh, last week, yeah. He does warm-up sketches on Facebook every morning, too. So if you're into that stuff, watching these uh, wizards and, and witches do their magic with these little drawing things, check them out. Yep. All right, so... Next up for the top five, we ah, have good, a good, a good friend of, of the show here, a, a multiple time featured. Yeah, yes. A Sith load of Lego, a period Sith period load period of period Lego uh, on Instagram. And Sith load always does a good job of taking Lego figures and bringing them to life. I mean, we've seen a ton of great shots from him in the past, and this is just another one. We see a death trooper flanked by a bunch of shore troopers in the background. Um, and, and, and really what he does here is like the weathering on the figures, the background that he put in with the, the explosion. Like it looks like these guys are coming right off the Scarif beach yeah, and, and they're, you know, getting ready to, to face up against what they think is a massive, front uh, of rebel soldiers so i just anytime you can turn a lego minifigure into something that looks badass right mm-hmm. like this death trooper leading this shot i mean it feels like he could come out of screen and, and take me out at yeah. that size <laughs> and that's that's to me is a fantastic lego shot anytime you can make these little barely poseable little things of plastic that are literally you know, the, the size of my penis, we're talking like an inch or less <laughs> and you make them look like little Tommy tough guys, right? Yeah. It looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, people like a Sith Lodo Lego, Lego, Lego Star, Star Wars, Wars Tong, Lego Trooper 89, even one six shooter. I've got, he just dropped a, a new Lego piece. that's in the, the two share folder. It's not out yet. I see these and I go, man, I've spent in the past three months over a thousand dollars on Star Wars Legos with actual sets and Death Stars and this, that, and the other thing. I need to try this out. But yeah. then I just get intimidated because I look at stuff like this. You got like, to message these guys. Reach out to him. Zero three. I think his name is Ray or her name is Ray. Um, like, you just got to be like, hey, what's 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 a tip? Give me a tip to start off with Lego photography. And then just let well, them guide it, it, here, you. I know the tip. It's just fucking do it, you lazy ass. <laughs> like, I'll give myself the tip. I mean, Nick, if you could see how many awesome looking Star Wars minifigures I have with pre-built Lego dioramas. Like, I wouldn't have to fuck around. I, I have the Death Star with little rooms that look just like they did from the movie. <laughs> I just don't do it. I just, just don't kinda. do it. It's like, you know, I got a rubber suit Luke last week. 
no one else bought him. If I actually took pictures and shared them, they'd probably do well because no one has bought him because he, he's rubber faced. Yeah. But I haven't taken pictures yet. It's just it, how it is. I mean, it's like these days I just have to be feeling it to go shoot. And it's very, very rare now. So we'll see. Yeah. Just haven't been feeling it, but, but, but these, yeah. I mean, when I see stuff like this, it just, it motivates me. Like I want to be a Sith load of Lego. I want to be able to craft a shot like that with these Legos. Cause I do think I could do it because you don't have to worry too much about posing Yeah. at least until, you know, some of these guys, they break the arms off and use putty to give them a little more uh, range. But I, I just, I don't know if it's the cute factor or the fact that I have a bunch and I wish I could do it, but I love Lego star Wars photography. Love oh it. yeah. You got to get into it. Maybe maybe that's the next iteration of Haywood Pop. We'll start seeing more Lego Lego photos in there. But um, this shot from at a period Sith period load period of period Lego. Excellent job. <laughs> just it's, it's a hard one to read out for the uh, audio it's crowd. Funny. Yeah, we almost need an announcer to just do that shit I know, for us. Right? Um, all right. So next up, last of the top five proper, and then we get into what, what? The, the top one. Uh, this is a shot from at Chris Rose photo on Instagram. And it's, it is a really cool perspective shot of Boba Fett looking at his captured quarry Han Solo in Carbonite. And it, I mean, it's just an awesome shot. You get like a, like a, like an upward type of, you know, he's like shooting from the, from a, like an upward or a, a low angle. Yep. You get great lighting from the bottom here. You get some, it looks like rain coming down as well. And just the way that he has, Fett positioned and the pose that he has looking at the face of Han Solo and Carbonite is just really evocative. Oh yeah, it, it, like, I mean Fett's great. Fett's pose is basically like I finally got you, bitch, yeah. like that, like a got yeah. you, bitch. One of those things. Even though Vader technically did it for him, yes, because as we talked is, about, we're talking about Bozo Fett right now, not Boba Fett. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean Chris's shot's fantastic. It's very similar to what I was saying with the first shot we talked about. Not not much of a background. The background is essentially a combination of the effects of yeah. the water droplets and the light. And that's just stuff I love. It's stuff I, I need to start doing more, uh, not worrying about the backgrounds. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the, the detailed dioramas or when Papa goes outside to his mud ditch and creates some crazy ass trench warfare stuff. Or when his brother uses the the Nova Revol thing that sucks, even though everyone else can build it but me. Uh, but there is something to these shots where you're just really relying on the subject, the light, any sort of practical effect, be you know atmosphere effect, be it aerosols, fogs, vapes, in this case, water. And really just the perspective of where you put that lens. And, and you can get some really artistic looking stuff, and that's what chris rose photo has achieved right here oh yeah so uh beautiful shot excellent top five all together at chris rose photo on instagram and that brings us to the matt top one of go. the week and i gotta say if you would not have picked this as your top one it was definitely going to be in the top five right. this were, were figure, you going to go with this one or were you going to go with the first the one fir- i shared the first one for sure okay. this, it, this is, is like the aces like yeah. oh my god this is the, what we're looking at right now, this is a, I'm assuming he's doing all this in Photoshop, because I know this isn't a real figure, and that that's what makes it even more impressive. Uh, but it looks like, para, again, we're talking about ParamoreMCR88 on Instagram. Uh, fantastic portrait shooter, does a lot of 1-6 scale stuff. Uh, but recently, he's been 
posting this Mythos Anakin project that he's been working on. Like I said, I believe all this is being done digitally. This this figure doesn't exist unless someone has made this custom head. Uh, but the shot we're looking at now, I think this is the the most recent version mm-hmm. of this Mythos Anakin. And, and I mean, just look at him. Yeah. I, I mean, there there's a little George Lucas in there. There's uh, there's, there's a lot Luke. of. Yeah, old man Luke. There's a lot of old Hayden in there. Yeah. And it's just, I, I love this version of Anakin Skywalker. I wish I could have seen this version of Anakin Skywalker. This was the Anakin Skywalker that Emperor Palpatine stayed up at night and jerked himself off to. This yeah. is what he wanted, was this guy right here. Yeah, I mean, this, the fact, like, when I first saw this, I was like, holy fuck, like, and I was because it looks like real hair, like it, yeah. it, it has to be done in Photoshop. And the fact that Paramore has been able to put this together in Photoshop just to make like Sideshow should take these pictures and make this fucking figure because, yeah. like you said, it, we got Mythos is, Kenobi, Mythos Fett. Well, OK, Mythos Anakin. Let's do it. Yeah. Like this is exactly what you said. This is the Anakin Skywalker that could have eventually defeated the, the Emperor in single combat and oh, yeah. become, you know, the, the ruler of the galaxy. Yeah, th- this could potentially be Emperor Skywalker, yeah. what we're looking at right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, as, as, as Papa P said, if Anakin beat Kenobi, yes, this, that's exactly who we're looking at. Oh, yeah. And I mean, just like you said, it does such a perfect job of mixing all of these different people into one package. Uh-huh. Because you can see, like, when I look at it, I see a lot of old man Luke. I, I, here I we also, go. I'm, I'm pulling up his page just so we can see some of his other examples. Yeah, I mean, just like the uh, first one, the, the first one was the one that I was going to feature because that one is a lot more Hayden. Like, you see a lot of Hayden y- in that Yeah, show. it's like this is the, this isn't as old as the one we were just looking at, you know? I mean, he, yeah. he kind of did a progression on his Mythos Anakin where you get one that, you know, the, the first one might have been... Yeah, what, 10, 10 years after, yeah, maybe? He's or, like or, in or maybe his early forties. Yeah, or know. maybe a new hope age. Yeah. And then the last one we saw would have been he's approaching Kenobi on Tatooine age, yeah, you know, old man old man Anakin. But it's just I mean, just thinking about who this character could have been, what would he have oh. done? Would he have stayed Palpatine's bitch? Or like he told Padme, would he would he have taken him out? Yeah. And and ruled the galaxy as the Emperor himself. Uh, would Yoda have been able to convince him otherwise? Would his the birth of his kids been able to snap him out of it? Uh, it it's it's an amazing shot, an amazing concept, and I, I'm so glad Paramore, uh, Paramore MCR did it just so we could talk about it because this is like a character you don't even think about because we knew who Anakin was before the prequels even took place. Uh, we, we got to see how that all played out, but this is a, just a completely far out, if you will, take on the character. And I oh, love yeah. it. I, I absolutely love it. I would buy this thing if it existed. Yeah. I mean, I fuck, I might buy this thing if it existed <laughs> like this. Right, is, so yeah, it's Papa P is saying dark side. Ahsoka is right behind them. And the emperor would have died the same day that Anakin beat Kenobi. So dude, probably, I mean, if, probably that's, right. if, if he was able to make that turn. If he was able to turn Ahsoka to the dark side, then I agree with that. Like he could, him and Ahsoka could have taken out the Emperor. I I, agree. I just I, I love this version of Anakin. Even even if he was just an evil piece of shit, I would want to have this guy over for Thanksgiving dinner or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Right? So like this is what I want my my grandma. Well, my grandfather's been dead for a long time, but this is what I want 
I would have wanted my my elderly relatives to look like. Yeah. Yellow hate Sith eyes, <laughs> battle damage scars, and just an angry cow. You know, just this the scowl of uh can kill you. So oh, yeah. So I mean, this was a perfect pick by you for the top one. I mean. It's one of the coolest concept pieces I've seen ever. Like somebody like Paramore cooked this up in his head and then was able to execute on it perfectly. So, I mean, just yeah, Paramore, execute. if you do happen to listen after the fact, I know you're not in the stream. That's fine. We will we will ban you the next time you do that. <laughs> but for now, you're not going to get the Star Wars time show ban hammer. We just want to know, like, what what was the thought process behind this? What was the magic, the trickery? How'd we do it? All right. Because it is fantastic. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It's so cool that Papa P said he would buy a 1-6 scale figure. And we know he doesn't usually fuck with those. That's his brother. So uh, it's fantastic. Job well done by everyone. But in particular, Paramore MCR 88. Just a fantastic idea. The execution was top notch. You've got us over here wanting to play with our nipples. So thank you. (laughs) And that's it. That's all for the top five plus one this week. So that brings us to the end of the Star Wars time show. All right. Under the three hour mark for the first time since the live streams have been going on. It's about about two hours and 14 minutes on top of about five minutes of a of a fuck off commercial time. So (laughs) thanks. Thanks. Thanks to those that stuck around through the hiccup there. Uh, We learn something every week with my system and what's going to break it. It seems now if I play browser audio it will knock out my system's core audio for some reason even though i've been playing browser audio on youtube videos uh, every time we've done this but for some reason playing it directly from starwars.com it made the audio shit the bed so live and learn live and learn thanks for tuning in the live stream those of you listening on the audio only we appreciate you too just not as much as those uh, that essentially take time in the middle of their day to waste life and listen to us all right So you know what time it is. It's time to get that Star Wars time dance going. Here we go. Dance it up. Dance it up. Get your happy asses over to StarWarsTime.net. You like that? It's a new little jingle. So when you're there, StarWarsTime.net, you can check out some of the content. Typically, the content is what we talk about on the show, but you can do a little homework. Maybe if you get here earlier in the week, you will have an idea what we'll be talking about on the show. So you can come join the live stream and yell at us for not talking about stuff on the show. But more importantly, while you're here, you can tell people hey go to starwarstime.net that's where you can find their content but more importantly that's where you can subscribe to the podcast platform of your choice and we got them all just look at that list don't worry there are more apple Podcasts, not good enough that's fine we got google that's not good enough we got spotify we got TuneIn. we got android it doesn't matter there really is no fucking excuse anymore get on there follow it like, rate, and review, rinse and repeat, pass it off to your next Star Wars buddy. Oh, and while you're here, also, give us a little YouTube love, too. And as I said earlier in the show, if you do have a Twitter account, not that you're going to get any special content on Twitter, but just to make us feel like not big losers, give us a follow over there as well. You never know, maybe Kathleen Kennedy will give us a call to interview the next casting, or the next casted member of The Mandalorian. But we need bigger numbers. And that's where the Star Wars Time Show army comes in. The army of assholes. We love you. Keep it up. Keep spreading the word, right? Spread that Star Wars Time 19. There's always time for Star Wars Time. And remember, and yes, I'm looking at you. Remember, 
If you listen to the Star Wars Time Show podcast, the Force will be with you always. <laughs>